nostalgia. <laughs> Off the cuff worldwide, baby. See life changed up on the side, we got beef Poke on my blade, I drive from my street Yo, we had fuck, I had to grind on my feet I used to hustle with my guy every week I moved to Hummer and in 09 Still on with my own guys Rest up, Ziggy, that's my nigga from the old times Used to play go to go, then we build a phone line Didn't know your margin plan and death the whole time Yo, my Jesus is real, I hold mine Same church that I saw my first friends I lost my fucking first guys I'm from Churchill where the birds fly Hood grand, missed the part days Time I wish that I could turn time Yo, yes, yes. What's good? There you are. Back in the building. Shouts to the mandem in the building. Just the boys this week, innit? Mm, yeah, just hella testosterone in that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we ain't, we ain't got rid of Chrissy. She's on uh, sick leave. Yeah, sick leave, man. Everyone's getting got. Bro, listen, you went there to December. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is what you got to do. No, nah, but apparently, back. like, there's this like a hundred day cough. Like, have you heard? 100 day cough Yeah that's yeah. been going around in that No no I'm trying I'm trying to dodge that Janice <laughs> peak bro Listen Janice had about 7 weeks We're waiting for that payday bro, I, can't, yeah, I can't afford yeah. any time off Like it's, yeah it's a struggle And like um, The weather the other day Went down to like what Minus 5 But when we get the mad heat waves There's I don't want to hear anyone saying <laughs> Yeah I prefer winter again no, but this is the this is the this is the get back in it. You want you want that thirty plus, that thirty two, thirty three. Why would you choose like this type of weather? I don't understand. I think some people like the winter just because of like drip, like big jackets. Yeah, yeah. Certain, yeah but sometimes the drip ain't even slapping like that. Like, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you said least. it. <laughs> <laughs> I just say it. you said it. I'm talking about comfortability, big jackets, scarves. Like there is like a obviously when it's too cold, it's too cold. But it's like you know, like when it's like single digit. Like yeah, 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 yeah. That like fresh, that, that fresh air, like yeah, that crisp yeah, yeah, yeah. winter. Like, like the sun the is out. Blue, yeah, but it's, but it's still winter. Yeah, chill, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a mad at the but listen, when I it's prefer. all dark and grey and that, it's kind of bad vibes, isn't it? You don't want to leave the you house. Really, mm, yeah, yeah, like you want to stay in bed, kind of thing. Jim's there. You're like, ah, I'll get to you later. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you be like. Jim's right there. You're like, you know, what, I'll get to you later. Nah, man. I'm trying not to be that person. It's even consistent. I'm trying, bro. Yeah. Like even if it's raining, I'm there. So you know you got the you got the itch, yeah, yeah. All the new year, new me people get out. Don't don't be bad vibes, bro. Like <laughs> it all started somewhere. Listen, you was there once, you know. I hear, I hear it. I hear Man, it. get to the I gym, to get two two shoulders, and suddenly now nah, like, yeah. they can't go Tesco again. Exactly. Like, <laughs> people that drive, they have no regard for like new learners. Like yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I see, I see some horrific driving on the roads. I'm like, bro, loud my man. Like you can tell you were there once, yeah. like once before, is it? Like allow it. That was the time, but I'm happy to be back. Yes. It's episode 424. Four. Mm-hmm. God damn, we'll be in the trenches, bro. So in the trenches for real. It's time to pod. But um, hashtag off the cuff pod. Come on. If you're listening for the first time, my name is False Whatever. I'm Mr. Vans. And uh, I said no Chrissy this week, but I always got a shout out to Chrissy Hive. Chrissy Hive. She's resting and recuperating. Get well soon. Get well soon to Chris. If you're listening or watching, you're probably wondering, who's that third gentleman <laughs> to, to Foles and Vans is right? Introduce yeah. yourself. Let the people know who you are. We can uh, we can get into some some good chat hopefully this week. Cool. Um, I'm an Yoke, also known as Neef, uh, writer, journalist from South, and uh, yeah, I've just released my first book, which is sitting there nice and pretty on the table. Come on. Called Where We Come From, Rap Home and Open Model. Oh, is that your bookmark? <laughs> 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 
I hold the book properly. Where we come from, right here. Beautiful <laughs> book. Yeah. A man from South, you know, I need, I need some Southern representation on the pod. South being... people are always appropriating, man. Like, they're always <laughs> going around everywhere, man. Every rave, like, when it gets to yeah, South yeah. London, even the people that ain't from South are shouting, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're many in number, it's like, as, as my pops Jamaica, would say. Nigeria as well. When you, if you're in a rave and you hear Jamaica or Nigeria, yeah. I feel like it's the same. South yeah, yeah, it's a madness. Nigeria, yeah, but a lot of appropriation. You've got certain dons that are from Kent and that. <laughs> they tend to be from Jamaica and that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting with the off-brand patois and I'm just looking at Donny like that. You know what? It's not my place. I'm not from there, so I won't chime in too much. But when I saw that, I was like, this is this is a spectacle to say the least, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But now, thanks for coming now. So this is your first book. Yeah, first book. Where we come from. So for people that maybe obviously like listening to this and hearing your your voice for the first time, your name, why writing? Why why was why was that the thing for you? You know what it was? It's like uh I started writing in like uni times, like yeah. 2012. And then I was doing, I guess, like, African parents, like, my dad's Nigerian, mum's Cameroonian, they, like, were like, oh, do a degree that you like, I said, oh, do a degree that is going to... You like? You. No, yeah, I was... I was, I was <laughs> Don't sit here, stop lying. It was opposite, it was like, do a degree that's going to get you, like, a good job, good money, and then, so I did, I was doing law, and then, like, from the first week, like, I hated it, but I think I was the last year before the fees trebled. So I couldn't even change because it was like, uh, if I was going to change, uh, then I'm going to be paying 9,000 instead of 3,000. Mm. So then I think that just pushed me to be like, if I'm spending every day reading something I hate, let me at least have something on the side that I'm enjoying a little bit. Yeah. And like that that's when, yeah, the, the writing came in around that time. I just started like blogging. I think I was blogging for like Link Up TV first, but like just writing about music articles and that kind of thing. Yeah. That's where like it started like probably like 10 years ago now. Yeah. The blog era is a lost era, you know? Bro, I was deep in it, man. Like, yeah. obviously, <laughs> ended up being a podcast, but like, it was something that I enjoyed doing, especially at a time where, like, it was just one of those things where people like myself would just jump online and, like, write about, mm. you know, your interests, which mine was music. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it was, yeah, it was enjoyable. Like, and, you know, like, having a specific writing style and, you know, just trying to yeah, convey. Yeah what you're talking about in a way that, you know, people can imagine. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and no, I remember that. I feel like the blog era is like, as you say, it's kind of a lost time, but I feel like a lot of the artists, even that got big off it or are big now, like came from that time period. Like even Yeah, the, for sure. Like a, the American side of things, obviously here as well. Like I feel like that was like such a crucial. It was a big coast. Yeah, people like your pitchforks. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously Rap Radio essentially was a blog yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure there were others I'm forgetting. Like they were, it was definitely a big thing. Like if they co-signed you or, you know, you got that big look at the top of the website and stuff, it was yeah, a big deal. Yeah, yeah, Even like that Piff and all of those course, yeah. websites, they were huge. Even world like, star. World, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, had, it, it had its crazy. time. It had its yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. World like, Star was a time. World Star was an actual time. If you got that premiere on World Star, it was a big deal. Obviously, you had the the fight videos, all the stuff that yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, we when we switched to like the more viral, just like nonsense and that. But we will enjoy it a little bit in it. So yeah, yes, but you could have the balance. No, you need the balance, man. You want to study law, and I'm saying you just on the side of that <laughs> flair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you said you you kind of got your start first. Link Up TV was writing. Where do we go to next after? So when I came out of when I came out of uni, I was like, okay, like what do I actually want to do now? Yeah. And then, um, so I was still writing, but then I was like, okay, I need to like find some kind of internship. It was like that time, like you're just apply. I didn't even know how to apply for jobs. I'm like applying for like 
mid-level jobs. I have no job experience, anything like that. So right. yeah. I'm trying to figure that out. But then I got like an internship at a place called Sidetracked, which was like a, kind of like a music PR company. But right. mm-hmm. It was run by this uh, lady, Cyan Anderson. She's I know like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Cyan. She's been a guest on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like a legend. And so at that place, like that's where I've, fully got introduced into like the music industry, the different things you can do if you want to do marketing, if you want to do writing, if you want to do blogging. And then so, yeah, PR wasn't for me because I'm like kind of, I'm more like introverted as a person. So I feel like PR, like you've got to be like on, like ready to talk to people all the time. Right. Like that wasn't me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try and focus on the, on the writing side of things. And so from there, I started freelancing um, for like, who was the blogs at the time? It was like, after Link Up, there was stuff like Flavor Mag, Clash Mag, all of these like smaller uh, was Rewind Mag with their blog time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I started writing for Rewind um, with like t- when Tigo was like heading up Rewind. I remember them. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was writing for them, and then um, then I I had it. Then I got a job in marketing for like a year. Um, got to pay the bills. Got to pay the bills. And her parents breathing down your yeah, neck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mum was like, she wasn't, I was like, I'm trying Writing to write what? Music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was not getting it. So I was like, let me get this job for a year. It was like a marketing agency in a like Waterloo area. And then after that, I just went traveling for like three months for four, maybe like four months. And then that's when I had like the classic, like people have their epiphany whilst they're traveling away. That was like me. Like, where, oh, where in the world where, were you? Yeah, I yeah, set the scene, set the scene, set the scene. I went, um, so I went Hong Kong and Japan. Um, I knew it was you know, East I, Asia. I, I, I knew, yeah, I knew yeah, it was around yeah. those regions. I'm going to say, oh, only, it was, like, it was in Thailand, yeah, full, yeah, moon, yeah. full moon party and that. Don't even off the shrooms. It's like, you know what, when I get back, I'm going to write this book. <laughs> yeah. That was me, essentially. I went I went to Hong Kong first. Uh, I went to Hong Kong first for like two weeks. Then I went to Japan for like three weeks. Yeah. And then um, there's like, off, off like Japan, there's like these... There's like um, these mountains where you can go and like kind of like where all the monks live, but they have like restaurants and stuff like that that you can just go sit in there. It's gentrified up there. Yeah, <laughs> probably now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they were still like obviously I didn't know nothing about Japanese culture at the time, so stuff like obviously they have no knives and forks, it was just chopsticks, all of this kind of Dope. thing. So I was like a fish out of water essentially. But then when I was there, I was like, okay, like what do I actually? I was thinking to myself, what do I actually like want to do? Like yeah. if I was gonna, if I've got like an opportunity now where. I haven't got that much risk in my life at the minute. Like, what do I actually want to do? And then I, so I thought, you know what, well, fuck it, let me just, like, try writing properly. So then when I got back, I think I was, got a job at SBTV, like, three months late after that. Sick. Um, and then that's kind of, like, where, for, like, things properly started to happen because I worked there for, like, a year and a half and then started freelancing after that and then been freelancing ever since. So ever since then? Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk to me a little about the, the world of freelancing because I see yeah, yeah. We, we have um, a lot of creatives come on the podcast and I see a lot of chatter online about people chasing invoices and especially in the day that you live <laughs> with cost living crisis. What is that life yeah, like? No, no, the freelancing life can be difficult, like especially at the beginning, like where you like trying to make your name essentially. So you're like, you're kind of taking all these different jobs all di- I was doing like I remember I did like some property right uh, like copywriting I was in all different things at yeah. the time trying to figure it out but yeah like people don't it's like people press you for the work like where's the work where's the work so intense then you submit the work and then they just disappear like you're like try to, you try to pay your invoice you're not hearing back for a week two weeks hasn't been as bad recently but I know people like they haven't been paid for like four or five months I know people who've had to turn up at the office to be like where's where's the money like it's been six months you haven't paid me so yeah the freelance pulling up you know <laughs> yeah yeah i know a few people that have done that like, you, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take these words back off the page you go to me. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you, you have to pull up yeah, sometimes yeah, you have to yeah. pull up i guess like you 
you're left no choice. Yeah, you're gonna see it a lot more like in in this economy. <laughs> yeah, in, in this. In no, this it's times. true. I, I'm always. I've never had. Um, I've taken little risks, but like I mm. feel you know you feel like as you're getting older, yeah, that's a yeah. bit more settled. Mm. You have things that are like their dates. This money comes out. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah, can't yeah. show it for now. I always like look back sometimes, not with regret, but I'm like, that was the point maybe where I take right, a bit more risk because yeah, now yeah. as you get this is ooh, getting on a bit. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Sometimes I look yes. at my bills, I'm like, boy, if I was, <laughs> if I've been living at home for the last five years, yeah, what I've been spending whilst I'm living at the house, it's yeah, a pretty yeah. penny, isn't it? Nah, yeah, yeah, I feel like even as I get older now, when like younger writers ask me for advice, like five years ago, they said like, yeah, fuck it, just take the jump, like do yeah. what you need to do. Now I'm like, I find my advice like, so uh, tell me what's the situation of, going on in your life. It's a bit more of a, a bit more a seasoned approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, man. Listen, listen we're here now, so. We got the book, Where We Come From, Rap, Home, and Hope in Modern Britain. I love that. It's mad <laughs> yeah. when you when you read that, okay, cool. This is something we can get our get our teeth into. So um I hope from from this conversation we have there are more people are intrigued and want to go out and get the book and you know, we can definitely revisit as we as we as the coming weeks come. But like give people a bit of a synopsis what the book's about, a breakdown and we can okay, cool. we can delve yeah, some yeah. of the topics. Um so it's essentially it's like a social history of like British rap. And yeah. UK rap and grind predominantly, but then just like wider, I guess like MC culture in general. Like when I was freelancing, I started, a lot of my articles were about music and it was like interviewing musicians. So I was like interviewing musicians up and down the country. Yeah. Um, and then uh, when I was doing that, I was doing like, at SPTV we do stuff where we'd like do a day with gigs or like a day with JK. So we're going to all of these different places and seeing how, not just the music, but like how people respond to the musicians and like how it, what role like the music plays in people's lives as mm. well. And so when I started to do that more and more, and then I started to freelance um, for like The Guardian and you'd do it and you'd see like how they're resonating with a completely different audience. I was thinking to myself, like there's definitely like a wider story to be told here about like the history of the genres that hasn't really been documented, especially as it's got so big now. I think some people may look at like a Stormzy or a Dave and just think, oh, like this just happened overnight. Like, oh, that's that's, yeah. that's not the starting point. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to kind of show like the roots and the history of the music all across all across the country really. So I was going up and down the country to write this book, but that was like the main focus is to kind of like put this time period into history in that sense and to show really show like where the music comes from and like why this is so impactful and what it represents. With the timeline of your career so far, mm. at what point did you decide that I'm going to document this and put it into a book? Mm. Uh, there was a few times like I think it's hard because like with a book like there's like you have the idea to do a book but you don't because I didn't know anyone who had written a book before really so right. it's like hard to to even then you're starting to think like how do I actually go about writing a book and putting it yeah together? like what really so goes into there. writing a book like yeah. I, I'd like <laughs> yeah it's a lot it's um it's a lot of planning like to, obviously everyone's different like um I know like Derek his like I think his you know Derek Awusu yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I think like his he's probably like someone I look to a lot because he's like, he's got like a very specific style of writing and how he does it. And that's kind of similar to, I guess, the way in which I write as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot of structure, but then because it's nonfiction, like you have to do like a lot of interviews. I think I did over like 60 interviews for the book. Um, it took like five years to do all the interviews wow. and then put it together and then write it as well. So, <clears throat> and then also like, because it's history, like you have to make sure like you're getting like the specifics right just in case like you're getting like crucial things wrong yeah. you know, people start want, challenging you, know, you on twitter and that you don't want old school grime MC saying yeah, no nah, that was yeah, incorrect yeah, or yeah, I yeah. produced that beat yeah, or, you weren't outside they start, yeah, <laughs> start yeah, putting yeah, you in yeah. a bar and that 
So how 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 hard or easy was it to do? Because you like about sixty interviews you did mm. um, to go and find those individuals or corporations. How because like there's a lot of stuff that's like lost pre-internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the interesting thing. Is like a lot of the story. I think like with like Black History in general, I feel like a lot of it is like oral. It's like not yeah. really written down. If you like, know, you know type of vibe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So even like going to try and find those stories was like the hardest part. Like say like a third of the book is like about South. So it's split into three sections like yeah. South, the West Midlands and South Wales. Yeah. And then so like the third about South was like I kind of knew already or I knew where to start because I even knew the people I needed to speak to or I knew I could get to that person through someone else. Whereas like the other areas where like- I Yeah, that must've been challenging. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of just turning up as a stranger. Like Wales are kind of turned up as a stranger. Wales? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, South people, Wales, like- Yeah, yeah. Like Cardiff and Newport, like those areas. I didn't know anybody from there. So it's like, that's where you're like really getting into the journalism of like investigating, digging. Yeah, that's where you really have to put your journalistic hat on yeah, because yeah. like when you go to somewhere that you've never been before mm. and you know no one, you kind of like have to say for your- to yourself like where do I even start I need to have a reference point and then everything will hopefully fall into place yeah that's that's literally it. I think like the first time I emailed this guy um his name's Phil he was like an MC from um Cardiff right. and then I was like I'm trying to write this book like I want to try to come to Wales like kind mm. of interview you he was like yeah yeah for sure and then I got to Wales and we like spent like seven hours chatting like the first day and then he was just telling me the history of Cardiff. I didn't, all of this stuff, like Cardiff got like one of the oldest black communities in the UK, all of wow. these different things that I didn't know. And then from there, he was like, oh, okay, you need to chat to this person, you need to chat to this person. And then like it kind of started to open doors like that. Mm. But then when you like, when I, I, at the end of it, you realise like a lot of the cities have like very similar stories. Like a lot of the places that the music comes out of obviously tied by all of these different things. So it was like, it wasn't that difficult in the end to tie them up, but I think I learned a lot in the process and in Birmingham like yeah Birmingham's Birmingham Birmingham's like is a is a intro is a crazy crazy place in a lot of ways so that was like, that, the whole West Midlands section I say it a lot about I say it a lot yeah I've had good times in Birmingham <laughs> yeah can't lie all right yeah why were why were those just why were those just three areas like in terms of like so you've got South you've got West Midlands Wales why were those the three key why were they so key to the book I think it's because I wanted to try a show with the book I wanted to show like as much as I wanted to show like a history of of rap uh, in the UK and a history of grime in the UK I also wanted to kind of just show like what does it look like what does Britain look like today essentially like, yeah. how are people living in the country so a lot of the way the book is written is like almost like quite documentary feel like you're kind of living the history through people other people's eyes so I'm really telling their stories and using their stories to tell the history of the genre and then I thought if I really want to be serious about calling it rap home and hoping more than Britain is that like, I, I kind of have to leave England like, I can't just stay in London or the West Midlands so um, I tried, I like went up to Scotland a few times, but there wasn't really like the kind of stories there that I thought would work. And yeah. then so when I went to Wales, like Wales had like this crazy history of just like, <clears throat> obviously like black communities, black music, um, obviously crazy history of grime that I didn't know about, crazy history of UK rap, and then like even stuff like Garage and all of these things. So that felt like a perfect place to include. And I think it's something people wouldn't expect either. I feel like, obviously, London, people know of London. Yeah. People know of Birmingham, but I feel like Wales was kind of an on Even that, even in Birmingham, still loads of lost stories and stuff. He was reading a book and just like, um, I think he was talking about the, like the riots in Handsworth and stuff mm. and just like how important a radio station was then and like the birth of pirate radio then as well. Um, and I've, obviously I've been I was trying not to do spoiler I've been watching obviously The Kitchen yeah, and there's yeah. um, obviously Ian Wright's in The Kitchen and he's 
the Kitchener. The Lord Kitchener. He's, he's yeah, the radio host yeah, there, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And whilst everything's going on, he's basically the voice for the people, warning them when like the feds are about, right, and just you know, yeah, kind of yeah. uplifting the spirits. That for me was like a, like it was like oh, this is perfect time reading the book, and that's a direct parallel with what's yeah, kind of yeah, happening. Yeah. It's all happening Hansworth at the time. I've forgotten the name of the radio station, but um, oh PCRL, yeah PCRL, yeah, which yeah. is like massive. You know, um, Donny got arrested like numerous times, yeah, taken to court. Yeah. You know, but still kept on fighting. Obviously, eventually got to shut down the radio station, but that's allegedly because of the higher ups yeah, they're clocking yeah, that yeah, you're taking yeah, away yeah. the listenership from like your your BBCs and your m- more mainstream radio. Yeah, yeah. They're going to strong arm unit, so um, no, that, that, that side of the book was really interesting because I'm like, I've always known the pirate radio story, mm. um, especially from Grime, because that's how yeah, a lot of yeah, us yeah. were introduced to new MCs from different areas. Because like, pre internet, if you're bubble South, South London, yeah. you don't really, unless you've got cousins in the east or this, like if you don't really leave your area, you don't know much about other areas, yeah, 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 yeah. let alone like other like towns in the UK, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a whole that's like, a whole different, that's a whole different like spectrum, and um, you know, like. Uh, if if not for the book, I wouldn't have known about the mm. culture in Wales like that. Do you yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? I, like, thinking, I don't know any I've Welsh never, MCs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've got cousins in Cardiff, but like oh, <laughs> I've never bothered to go and visit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've never been, you haven't been down there. Nah, I haven't. <laughs> so they just send <laughs> us new stuff every week. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I don't know. Like it's yeah, just yeah. never, you know, appealed to me in that way. Yeah, so I have to make that trip, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a nice place in the summer, Cardiff, I think. But um, but yeah, yeah no, I, I hear you. I feel like I wouldn't have known a lot of that stuff either. And I think that's why it's so important to put in because I wanted to show like that kind of connected history yeah. of the places and of the music as well. But then tell like outside of just because I guess like if you've grown up with the music, you know, like there's all these other influences like sound systems, garage, all of these yeah. different things. But um, if you haven't, then like you may be unaware of that. So like stuff like PCRL, I think yeah. it's important to put in because that like directly feeds into not just the music on like setting like a like a bedrock for pirate radio, but then also like even like on a cultural level of like. I was literally going to say it's a it's a culture. It's not just the music. It's you know marking a moment in time, mm. our own voices. Obviously, there's a lot of that like anti-establishment yeah, sentiment at yeah, the time. Yeah. Understandably, what's going on in terms of society, you know, yeah, yeah. poverty, jobs being in a new country and like the racial like elements as well. So yeah, yeah, it all kind yeah. of ties in it. It's a shame a lot of those things still kind of exist now, but yeah, it tells yeah. a story. So, cause they, they're interlinked in it. So um, what was your favorite place to visit when it came to doing the research though? Uh, probably I would say, oh, there's a few places. Birmingham was a good one because like, it was interesting, as you say, like in terms of like what's going on in the country before. I think like with being from like West African background, you don't really hear stories of like what was the UK like in the sixties or the fifties. Yeah. Cause like, I guess my parents came like the eighties and stuff like that. So then going to sit with like Cecil Morris, who was like made PCRL and like here, like he came from Jamaica in like, like 1950 something. So it's like crazy hearing like a crazy time period from the UK that I just never been exposed to before. That was like really interesting to hear about. And then I think, um, yeah, going to like, there's a chapter where I go to the South Wales Valleys, it's like towards the end, but that's like the, if Cardiff is like the more multicultural place of, of Wales, like the South Wales Valleys is like 96% like white. Oh, you was deep like in there, yeah. Towns, like mountain ranges, like steel factories, but they're like rapping there about essentially like really the like impoverished like communities as well. 
and going there, I was like, oh snap, like this is this is a eight mile raps. It's bad devlins yeah, yeah. up there. Bad, de- bad devlins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you can see like people like why people got a story, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like going to them places was like that was like an eye opener because I was like, I didn't think people places like this in the UK even like existed like anymore. Like when you see yeah. like you like driving into the place and you're just seeing like bare smoke from all the factories. Be honest, like, Neef. Yeah. What are the rap saying? <laughs> no, no, like some of them are good. Like the guy Luke, he was he was actually really good. But I think it's like they're more gonna blend rap with like other genres. Um, right, it's a less like straight rap. But um, some of them, like I think uh, like someone like Luke, like who was in the book, he's a, ra- a rapper from there. Like he's actually sick. But I think the thing they struggle with is like infrastructure. Like they don't, I think, have like access. Like, Whoever has yeah. that channel first, like a, a prominent channel on the internet. Like how like a JDZ media blog. Yeah, yeah, Someone just yeah. needs to have a channel and to start putting on for the rappers up there. Yeah, yeah I feel exactly. like the last, it's been, it's been the last like five, ten years, we've seen more of a shift where, mm. it's not always been successful, but like a shift where people are like, or at least the the pillars in like UK rap, grime, whatever, are looking outside of London. Yeah, That's why yeah. Bugsy can, can, can cut through. Whether you won the clash or not, it's up for debate, whatever, but you just want to hear someone else. Even if... Um, my man, he maybe got rubbed out a little because of the Link Up TV listening party, J1. You have like, you oh, have moments, yeah, innit? Yeah, yeah. We just want to yeah. hear different voices, miscuts true. Because yeah, you just, yeah, yeah millions, a little bit too London focused meeks, at times. Like, mm. Yeah, meeks, there's, a, there's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of guys now, H is obviously doing this yeah, thing yeah. and stuff like that. So I feel like, obviously now, like we've got to where it's got to at the moment, mm. like as in like the, the industry, we're still kind of building our own infrastructure yeah, to then yeah, like, yeah start like you know sourcing talent from different parts of the uk yeah because yeah. you know some people may be thinking that like these guys would rather go overseas than start looking in mm. you know small pockets of the uk yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. sort of like the forgotten people outside of london yeah, and yeah. like the other major cities in the uk but if you can yeah, find a little diamond in the rough you've got like a gold man because like i said if, if they've got no infrastructure whoever is first to that mm. if they do it right obviously yeah, you know, yeah. now you know sometimes when you're the first one to do it, you don't necessarily always get applauded. But whoever like can see, okay, cool, this is what it looks like elsewhere. Because you don't even on. necessarily have to cut through in London, like yeah, hundred no, percent. Like you can get the support of that section mm. of the UK, and it's a pretty sustainable career. Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. I think you're look. I don't know if you. I need an like example. If, if you've got like, um, for example, the entire Midlands, like. Mm. And above, fucking with your music, like. But your labels yeah. are still down here. You still have to come and, bro. You still got. Oh, you yeah, still no. got to bend the knee and kiss I'm, the ring. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that like you. It's you don't have to have London there. Yeah. That is like the benchmark. Like mm. that is where you know that's the hub. Yeah. And like yeah. you're always gonna have to come down here. Yeah. But like, your brand pushes further by having like that whole section of the uk where you're yeah, from I, behind I, I, you no that's what i'm I, i'm totally with it. just like it's like that the american thing where like you can be big in your state you're cool i don't know if necessarily we have even seen anybody just be big in their one section because like the bugs example you have to come mm. and do that for, every, for everything he was doing up there pr- prior okay yeah, it yeah. was working to a certain degree mm. there was definitely a shift once you okay you come that. and go at chip and you come and do the final booth you come and shoot a mm. disc in tottenham with london like all the Birmingham mcs they're cold, like stay fresh. People, yeah, yeah, they were yeah, doing yeah. their thing, you know. Um, JKs, they were creating a scene there. But when they're now going at the London MCs and they're coming down on radio, mm. you kind of have to come. It's like old school. It's not the same, but like old school traditionally, 
you have to go to New York, innit? Like, okay. And it's, it's that kind of thing where I still don't feel necessarily like someone could just exist in like a, a little pocket of Wales or a pocket mm. of Scotland yeah, I mean, or whatever and do their thing. Still, it, it still has to reach us first. You want to get as well. Up. Okay. Yeah, of course. I, I hear that. I think yeah. like Bugsy, probably the closest thing I would say. I think definitely like obviously the chip stuff and the fire in the booth yeah. changed the trajectory. But then there's a part in the book where I'm in Manchester with Bugsy and then Dope. I didn't realise like how big like he king of the north man yeah like it was in it was crazy i've never the closest thing i've seen to that was like when stormzy was like making his ascent like if you see the way people responded when they just see him out on the street like people were bringing their babies to meet him they're bringing their mums to meet him it's huge in middle england and up up north it was insane um but i think yeah i think because the labels are like here or even like the spotify's are here like all of these amazon music is here i think like that's a probably the biggest thing and i think also like the belief when i talk to a lot of artists from outside of London, the thing they would always mention is just like the mentality almost, where it's like, if you live in London, you can obviously come out of your house and you might know someone who's already doing something. If you're in West London, you can just put your slippers on and take a walk down to the the labels around the corner. Exactly. Whereas when you'd hear about like places outside of London, where it's just like no exposure to like any of that at all. So it's even like thinking that you can... Is it even possible? Is it possible? Whereas I feel like there's so much inspiration Mm. if you're... Mm. But to your point though, I think if someone does get a rail, has that that doggedness, that belief where... And then they just service their audience because like even as as big as obviously rap and grammar has been up north... Bro, back, they have their own little culture, like baselines. I think yeah, it's not a thing yeah, in London. Yeah. When you're over them Northerners, yeah, and you see yeah, them yeah. partying to baseline, it's still a thing. Like they don't, they they ain't really dropped out of their thing. They yeah. still enjoy yeah. their their. Not culture. my kind of vibe, yeah, but you know. Yeah, no, no. Them, I respect your team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, big up your Jim Jones. <laughs> I'm a big up my Jim Jones, innit? Bricks in Jim Jones, innit? You like you like enjoying that, so. Nah, I, I like them because they, they're still like the funky element they, it's party yeah, in it yeah. so it wouldn't shock me as well like I think to the point he's making about the I think the guy Luke in Wales mm. that wouldn't shock me if maybe like the party elements of the rap because you've got to yeah, find yeah. somewhere to perform or an exactly, audience you yeah, know because yeah. I interviewed Trilla for the book and he's obviously like baseline was like a big thing for him in Birmingham but he was saying like he came yeah. London and started matching out the funky space. Yeah, yeah. Tell that girl, 75. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I rock your world. <laughs> E-tap. Oh, my yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. He, was talk- he was saying, like, what, what time. time? They had to change, like, the hotel name because of the song. Like, Serious? That dope? Really? Was that deep? Like, really? like, the song E-tap got so big that he would go lead- he would go in all these, like, Northern Towns leads. Obviously, Birmingham, Nottingham. And then after <laughs> all the, the E-taps rain, in Birmingham got written to- off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're going to the... <laughs> To the E-taps and then like their places getting wrecked and then eventually like I think like the bosses were like were, were like what's going on here like why yeah. why is it why is this influx of board members at E-tap were perplexed they're like yeah it's cool like we're, we're making a lot <laughs> yeah, more money yeah. but what's going on <laughs> and I think they then changed their name after to just trying he said they changed their name after to like kind of get away their brand away from like his song which was blowing up but. So yeah, the basic. That's hate. Thing. Yeah, yeah. That's no, but man's, no, but man, you got. That's blocking man's if, bread. If you're like associating my brand with cheap sex, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on, seventy fifty. Yeah, it's true. Man was putting out the price. That's cheap as chips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> don't you think I? You know, I ain't gonna buy that round because you know we're gonna eat up after. Yeah, the man back then didn't have their own yard, didn't yeah, it? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> a different era in it. So that's dope, though, man. That like you. Got to because even someone like him, he's still active. Mm. I've seen recent um Sir Spiral sets, and even that to the point yeah, about like yeah. certain areas just focusing on them. They're up there doing their sets. Not saying mm. we don't have that still in London, whatever, but there's a certain part of the culture and like certain things that you kind of do as a rite of passage that mm. in other pockets outside of London are still going on. Yeah, They've not left yeah. it in it. So um no man, I'm I'm proper happy that that this book is here. Where book we is come here. from? Um, Where can people get it? Sorry, Vance, go on. 
Yeah, like all the good bookshops, Waterstones, obviously yeah. Amazon, Foils. Mm. A lot of people going to like the independent bookshops as well. A lot of pe- that has been nice to see. A lot of people going to like their. I think there's a few bookshops in like Peckham, um, around Sick. East that people have been going to as well to support them. So, yeah. Where can we go that gives you the best split on the prof? <laughs> Just winking. <laughs> <laughs> Waterstones. If you go direct to uh, the publisher is called Faber and Faber. Faber and so Faber. If you go direct to Faber and Faber com. You can get the book there. That's like a nice healthy. Yeah, I see a double left there, not yeah, false forever. Hey, chill out, 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 man. That's sick, man. I'm, I'm happy, man. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add in regards to why should people go and buy a book? That's probably the the, the, the thing I'll leave yeah, unless yeah. fans got anything else. Why should people go and buy this book? I think, um, yeah, I think there's like, if you want to understand like, not just the history of the genres, but also it's like a history of Black Britain in a lot of ways. It goes from like the Windrush, through from the Windrush to like, influx of African immigrants coming in the 80s through to present day and looks at like like what are the formation points of like black British identity and all of these different things like who are the different groups that go into them and like where have they come from so it's um, as much as it's about music it's about like community and culture as well and then the way it's written is it's like you just get to learn about the I guess incredible life stories that people have had like one of the main people I write about in the book is um, Cadet and I like Rest Rest in Peace Rest in Peace definitely and it interviewed like his mum, his sister, a lot of his friends, and really got to hear about like how they're keeping his legacy alive, and getting to learn like what his music really like meant to people. So hearing some of those, me hearing some of those stories was incredible. Being able to put them into like a book and that lives forever was like a beautiful thing. So I think if people want to learn about those kind of things as well, the book is there. Yeah, no, nah, that's super dope. And like um, when we were having a conversation um, off mic, I was saying that like you know we get a lot of these stories visually um so it's like nice to see it in like literature because you know like you said it lives forever um and you can go like you know in a little bit more detail um especially when it's written in a book like you know um poignant moments that sometimes like documentaries might miss you know so we just like came off watching that um the channel U documentary not too long ago and that was like an amazing timeline like you know history of events of what sort of birthed a generation and like you know really moved music videos to the forefront like when we didn't have that much budgets and you've got this book like that it really captures like everything from the Windrush generation all the way up to you know where we see it today Mm. so it's a great book man like everyone should grab a copy if you get a chance where we come from, rap home and hope in modern Britain. That's Thank good because the, the 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 women are onto us to say all these read self help and that. <laughs> so, so put down our forty eight laws of power. That rich dad, poor dad. Or, okay, just put it to the side for a second. And where that. we come from in stores, a, man. A bit of pleasure reading and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, man. Thanks him for coming down. Um, there's a lot going on this week though. We got we got to get into some stuff, man. Yeah, Afcon. Mm. The most chaotic yeah. tournament out there. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it, but I'm 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 off code in that. But, <laughs> bruh, <laughs> the things I've seen. Do you know what? Like in the build up to Afcon, there was like this thing where uh, there wasn't like a, a registered UK broadcaster yeah. um, confirmed. Yeah, I, saw that, yeah. I, I think that there was like a week to go, and there was still nothing. So, um, all of a sudden, after I saw that, and a lot of people jumping onto that. I started seeing Sky Sports like creating documentaries like how yeah. African players defined or changed the Premier League, yeah. which wasn't a bad like yeah, 
documentary, by the way. Like, you really got, got to see, like, all the African legends that touched the Premier League, like the Carnews, mm. the, you know, the Ivo's or the... the um, Okocha, Okochas, yeah. you know, like them man there, like they were, they were Michael Essien's yeah, really yeah. putting in work, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, like Afcon is here now. It's just like jokes from like every way that you look at it, from the coverage to like <laughs> you know some of the plays, the celebrations, the people in the crowd, yeah, the like crowd the media. Is, there's this guy, this Ghanaian fan. My man is. It's like he's force feeding himself to get through the pain. Bro. <laughs> His guy, he's in the trenches, bro. He was distraught. I can't lie, man. I, I thoroughly enjoyed them tears, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, out, man. Hold that, man. <laughs> I think they've got them, the slimmest. It's, yeah, it's like, slimmest it's so slim. Through. It's like someone's got a win, draw, gold. Like, it's mm. over, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah, but like, ah, uh, the mistakes that they made, like, in stoppage time, two goals, they were too... Two now, but goal, all goalkeepers are crazy, bro. They have yeah, that thing. I don't yeah. care how high level. All goalkeepers have that little. They're a bit unhinged, bro. Because mm. Donny didn't need to do that. The yeah, ball's going out, and he touched. That, that is the bookiest mistake I've seen. Like that one, that we might have to investigate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that one, like why? Because if even like three months, he suddenly like his mom, him, they've got new houses. Yeah, yeah. You know you what it is. You need to be near the ball. Yeah, like, you knew where it was going. But Ivory Coast hosting it. Yeah, and that was. Oh, they crashed out. Bro, we've been flogging Tomichi. What the fuck? Sending bare memes of Donnie's wagging their waist. I haven't even been that bad, but I demand that. Bro, They're cooking him. They bro, have to cook drink, him. Drink those tears, bro. Yeah, they have to cook him. Because if, see, because Nigeria, because we're Start so whining loud, now. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. we go out, yeah, and I say if, because some people say when, but if we go out, yeah. Everyone's going to be on to us, but we didn't go out in the group stages, bro. Like at your home tournament as well, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it reminds me of the when Brazil lost seven one in the World Cup. Uh, uh, what's the yeah, at home, they, yeah. They got smoked. Seven yeah, one is yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Like, that's in your own backyard. Yeah, All the beautiful good. Brazilian babes <laughs> yeah, are just like yeah. let crying in that. <laughs> as you got to hold a player, just like, you got you got, got between yourself, you got to pick someone to yeah, for, for yeah. a flogging. <laughs> the favelas were rocking that night, boy. Who do you not think will win? No. Uh, Senegal, man, maybe. Yeah, think so? yeah, I think so. Um, I know Nigeria playing Cameroon. I was saying before that I'm obviously half Cameroon, half Nigeria. That's, so how, how does that work? It's like the family. I don't know. I'm like going to watch it as a neutral, but it, it neutral. I'm through to the semi. We don't watch sports way. as neutrals. <laughs> I'm through to the. I'm through to the next round either way. But oh, you're happy either way. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah happy you're either good. Way, but I know, like, obviously, just half of my family are not going to talk to me for the next week. Confirm that, on man. Who, on who goes through? Yeah. Congo's in it, Angola's in it. Mm. They're playing, Angola's playing right now. Oh, yes, Congo's playing yeah. tomorrow. Mm. Both must win games in it. Yeah, yeah. Like, they've been drawing every game. It's time to, like, like secure it. <laughs> what do you think of this whole um, Mo Salah thing? Because he got injured and they're saying that, yeah, he's going to go back to Liverpool for the medics and stuff, you know. Get the best the treatment. Captain. What do you get mean, the, the best treatment? Get the best yeah. treatment. Are, you, are you trying to say there's a lack of treatment? And qualified medical professionals on the continent. No, is that what you're trying to say? Is that what you're using this platform saying, for? But like, you know, I don't know the conditions of the the camp that they're currently in. Yeah. If you go back to the Liverpool training camp, you know those people you work with every day. They know your body inside out. I you know, it makes sense. But you're the captain. You're going. That's nuts, man. You got to stay, man. Like, if you want me to, like, if there's an opportunity of me, um, speeding up my recovery, then you know I'm going to take that and fly back. I'm doing it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being. Sad. I'm not overly over. I understand. I'm not overly mad at it, but it's like, oh yeah, I'll go back and like, you lot, you lot manage it like this, and then when it gets to like quarter semis, and I'll pop back up, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stat pad, get but, a pen, a goal, and then. You know. But apparently, like, um, 
you know, it's worse than they first thought. So he might even miss the, like the injury might even surpass the to- the tournament. Oh, okay. So there was one I can't remember what, what nationality, but there was one player who um, opted out of going to the Afcon to stay with their club team. The next game got sent off, and they basically got a ban that would span like. If their team went oh, to like yeah, the quarters yeah. or the semi, the Leicester player, yeah, brother, he might as well have gone to Afcon. <laughs> <laughs> the same with Anana, like Anana, he obviously he's been dropped the first game. But don't he, don't he, don't he caught the last flight to get there? And they're like, man they, caught in the, in the PJ, is, man caught the G six. There is a, an issue of a lot of federations. Mm, I know yeah. stuff happened in Nigeria. I'm sure it's like the, the IU brothers. The, the, like, come on, bro, <laughs> yeah. give it up, man. <laughs> They've been getting cooked. Bro, they, they're running that conglomerate. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah, I think yeah. it's the uncle, the pops. Someone's higher. Someone's up in yeah, that federation, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're still yeah. letting them out play. But like, I understand that a lot of players from that play in Europe when they now go home, there's a difference and there's a lot of. There's a lot of stuff that happens in it, mm. like trying to humble you and that. But if you don't travel, I can like because if that was over here, England and that, and there's a player that was like, cool, they're gonna stay with their club to the like eleventh hour and then come. English media be cooking them. They'll be yeah, like, yeah. So yeah, I, I wasn't yeah. even though like that's he's a United player. I wasn't mad at them. Like, no, you're not gonna play. Mm. It's not a given, bro. Right. You know. So and it's not like Donny's done anything crazy yeah, out there anyway. Yeah, yeah. You might as well have stayed. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Like, was it worth it? And I think already where he had like a has like a fractured relationship already with the manager from the World Cup. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. As soon as I saw he wasn't coming, I was like, this is just not gonna. You're not helping yourself. Gonna work really. And you can only move like that if you're the coldest. Like if you've been out there smoking shit. And he hasn't been. That United, like, you know, aura is maybe he's just getting to him, isn't it? Yeah, I think people struggle, man, when they get to... As you're saying, like, with goalkeepers being unhinged, I feel like then you're just under the spot. Especially, like, United, where the club is, like, a bit of a mess. Yeah. Know, like, you trying to go in there, it's already going to be difficult. Bro, you go Man United, I just, I just look at Man and, like... And we've had some cold, like, cold players. World Cup winner Pogba. Man United made him look meaty. Yeah. Di Maria. I even think back to Di Maria days. Yeah. He didn't know he was coming United. He heard Manchester. <laughs> it, it was like it was like when Rabini went Manchester City, he thought he was coming United. United yeah. yeah. That's yeah. when United still had like, you know, that A little weight. bit of juice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but I mean, hey, now he's in jail. We, we can move on from that one, innit? Still. <laughs> Speaking of mess though, have you not seen the uh, the Carl Walker stuff? Uh, yeah, um, you look at me like, what? Well, what did he do this time? <laughs> he did it again, didn't it? Okay. <laughs> Man, double back. So he, he's got a little side thing, pregnant, yeah, yeah, and I think allegedly he's gone back there and he's double back. Wow, but whilst like, I mean, he's a treble winner, but that's what, that's <laughs> like, you, you're probably thinking, why am I bringing this up? It's not even necessarily, I know it's, it's yeah, not even necessarily yeah. about the cheating, it's more about like how well do you reckon you could cope under pressure because, like. He's been playing amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what is all been going what? on? Do you know what? That is a good point. Yeah. He didn't let none of that distract him. Mm. And it was during what the treble season. It can't just be. A, no, it's not. It's now. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We found out now, but it's not. This is like, like this is a long uh, running situation been going now. on. Yeah, did I? <laughs> Man showing up to work and performing at a high level every week like yeah. nothing is going on in his life. <laughs> he did have the one game where like, he got I think no Newcastle. Deceit. Where, where, you got, where you got beaten by like the same move twice. But outside of that... That's when the the women found out. <laughs> oh, that's when it was going to come out in the press. Oh, yeah, okay, cool, cool. So in behind the scenes, he was managing it. When it was going hit to the, hit the press, then, yeah. It hit the fan and then it was like, whoa, like, I'm, I'm making mistakes today. I think like, I think part of it's Pep. I feel like they're shook with Pep still. I feel like he's not... You think so? He he's ruthless. He's where you can turn up and they will like put their arm around you. You can tell them whatever. They're, they say that it's like father figure. I don't think Pep is like that. I feel like... Whatever business you've got going on, he's like, I don't think he wants to know. I think he just wants 
Football you need to be a normal for Pep. I don't know if you lot saw that clip where he was talking about different ethnicities and like oh, oh, yeah. black, brown, normal. <laughs> hey, Pep ain't beating them allegations, you know. It's not beating yeah, them allegations. I've got no no players missing for him, of course not. So I think the allegations. From a, yeah, from he's, a, go, he's going brazy now. Like he's he's defeated the Yaya Toure curse, isn't it? They said he will never win the Champions League. Yaya had him on the ropes for a little minute. He did have him on the ropes. The judge ran out. Yeah, the judge ran out. He didn't run up on the judge. And this is why Ivory Coast crashed out. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I see Drogba in the stands looking perplexed. Perplexed. With the RM on though. It was you. Listen, Drogba at the the start of the tournament, he was walking with bass, with Vim. But, you know, like all of them, like all of the greats, yeah, at some stage during AFCON, They've struggled because, like, when they come to Europe, yeah, they're f- usually faster and stronger than everyone else. They're playing their own attributes, and it, like, it's not going to be yeah. as easy as you f- think it is. I think it's just as well. It's just the tournament. It's going to sound mad. It's just not real. It's real, but it's just yeah. Because like, it's that. It's like Salah can't do those little jinky me jinky like <laughs> run-ins. Like they're just going to crash it. Yeah, like yeah. they're just going to. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I think and, Oh, no, sorry, go on. And like they're just shooting from like fifty yards out, crossing from mad angles and that. Bro, I saw like a um, a Cape Verde match here, and the Donny scored from forty five yards yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was it the um, was, was it Bebe? Bebe? Yeah, yeah. But man was, sm- was smoking them as well. Bro, first he um, had a free kick from sixty yards out. He went for it. Yeah, and it was on target. I think it it, it hit the bar. Yeah. But the, but the one he scored, yeah, the key parts. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah I was like, come on, dog. Come on, like, come on. Like, <laughs> let's make it make it convincing or something. Isn't it? Like, yeah, let's believe the lie in that. So that's why, because even back in the day, I've seen Drogba struggle. Yaya Toure has mm. gone there and looked like it's dead say average. It's not. It's I, that's why. That's why I do like it because it's not. Them. There's no airs yeah, yeah, and graces. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're good on the day, you're good on the day. In the Premier League, Yaya Toure is an animal. Yeah, you go yeah, back to yeah, Africa. Yeah. There's about six, <laughs> sixty of them. Also, there's an incentive in it because it's like you're this guy over here. If I measure myself against you and I play good against mm-hmm. you, I also have a good tournament. Because you see it a lot of time, like the Euros, the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. People have good tournaments. It doesn't always translate. Like James Rodriguez, my man had a great tournament. And it just yeah, didn't yeah. happen, <laughs> in it. Mm. You know, so you know, it's it's been interesting like to watch. I don't know if you see online. Uh, there was I don't know who said it first, but there was. You know, everyone thinks they're a baller, innit? Mm. And there's this debate on, like, um, if he was in a Prem, like, if you got the call tomorrow to play, like, how many goals do you reckon you could score? Mm, what, in a game or, like, for the rest of the for season? For the rest of the season. I think, I think the benchmark's going to be, like, six goals. Obviously, <laughs> they want to get crazy in that. Like, not, not double figures, but, like, do you reckon tomorrow? I wouldn't be fit enough. You I've, get you up to I've, speed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, but, like... A couple weeks. yeah. And I've played like on a Premier League pitch before, That's big. and <laughs> 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 like honest to God, I was like, "This is overwhelming." But obviously, like as you grow into games, your mm. confidence builds. Like you got to believe in your ability, innit? Like mm. I mean, cool four, sixteens quickly, and like, cool four yeah. maybe to make yourself feel better. Like that four, three or four, yeah. What do you reckon? I'm playing right back, man. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I'll play right back. I'll go and slot in at right back and then, you know, maybe get the odd one or two, but... I said the odd one or two? <laughs> I'm staying right back. Uh, it's so funny football covers, yeah, because when the man you actually get and you play, like, man that play ball professionally, the people that you think are so crap on TV, when you play with them professionally... Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, okay, I can a, see yeah. why you get paid to play football. Yeah, it's no, a different, it's like, and with modern football as well, so, like, it's very structured, like, you, you know, like, you'll get lost. 
Yeah, two times you're just getting yeah. popped. You're getting lost, like, and these men that train every single day, yeah, they're yeah. quick as shit. Like, they, it might look slow, like when you're watching the games on TV, but the game moves very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Like, you won't even get a sniff, like. Yeah. And if they see that you're not like good on a ball, yeah. <laughs> you're getting missed. You're getting, you're getting yeah. missed. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. You go yeah, goals and that when the man, the man them come and train, they want to keep sharp before like preseason, mm. and you have that baggy touch. I'm watching um the the young DM at United. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. was it mine? Copy Mania. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like I'm, I'm even hearing that like he's looking to go on loan again. Like, oh, is it? The, well, there was talks, but. I don't know how serious that is. That would be like stupid if like he's basically first team now. Like, yeah, we need really good player. player. Really, but the problem is obviously United have things at the minute. It's he's like, like eighteen. Yeah, he's young. It's yeah. you don't want to then really put the player. the responsibility of the midfield on this such a young player and then expose man. He had the mistake and he's had good games, but like mm. at that age, especially when like you know like when you play with midi players, yeah, <laughs> you start looking shit as well. Or when, or when things are not going well as a team. No matter how good you are, for whatever reason, and like where you're playing, not like you're playing striker or like yeah, in attacking yeah. position. <clears throat> to a certain degree, you can't really influence the game like that. Yeah. Like, we weren't really good. Ronaldo's there, my muscle. For him himself personally, he still scored his goals. Yeah, yeah. As a DM, you're not really influencing the change in the game like that. If you're, yeah, yeah. if you've got a certain amount around you, it's, it's not happening. It. So I wouldn't want to see him going on. I think he should stay. But at the same time, it's it's hard for young players because yeah. you want you want them to play as much football as possible. I don't know how true that was, short. but I was I'd raise an eyebrow immediately when I yeah, saw no, it. I hope, I hope it's not true. He needs to stay. Like you've already um, had a sniff for the first team, played some games. As a young player like that, you're gonna get injured. You're gonna and get he, and he looks yeah. like the most senior on the ball sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'm like he's schooling the other man. Them because Tomane hides. Yeah. Like, like you see certain players, they don't want to receive the ball. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, man. I reckon uh, a young three goals. I'm a right back as well. So just playing, playing me like right and forward in that. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult man no you got it and psh, impossible you know so um, outside of that though um, I don't know if you saw the uh, Meek Mill the gift that keeps on giving yeah um, I think I've even got it I don't think he's a, it was as bad as um, everyone react, like, reacted to yeah, yeah. yeah it's just because it's him I think but I think it reads like a rap that's what it is so it says um, do a lot of people play my music in South Africa I remember having on big show there a few years back. How do y'all listen to our music in South Africa? Question mark, question mark. On what platform or in Nigeria? <laughs> and some of the responses, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is when the internet is undefeated, yeah. I'm just going to find it for you. So you can just laugh, yeah. Because we, a lot of us took it literal, like, all right, cool. I think it's, it's the wording, like, mm. you know, some people were able to identify what he actually meant um, pretty easy on like early on, but like you said, because it's him, yeah, yeah, like you know, people are gonna he's he's known to tweet some dumb shit, yeah, like a lot of the time. So it's like, bro, like say like he could have worded it differently. That's yeah. that's my take. I'll give you some responses. Yeah, we send birds to America to memorise songs <laughs> then have them sing it to us when we gather at the village square <laughs> we contribute money to one virgin mill and send to America for five years he comes back and teaches the whole community <laughs> um, well it depends on the season in summer we hear it through the trunk of an elephant in spring the giraffes catch signal and play it out loud you get me um, normally we use rocks but on a good day we use trees or we get one person to sing for the whole village bro it's <laughs> nah they're crazy like 
What what did they say? I think Audio Mac is the yeah highest streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he isn't necessarily wrong. Platform in Nigeria, I think, I think, I think it is Audio Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he isn't necessarily wrong, and I think he had a follow up to it where he's basically just trying to figure out because a lot of people they as they um, get longer in the game, they start realizing where they've been done wrong with their contracts. Right, yeah, so yeah. if I don't have um, a contract that I've signed for my music to be basically monetized in a certain territory mm. and it is being someone's eating off me without my consent. I think that's what he was kind of leaning to. Right, so he yeah, wants to yeah. find out his business was because he, he came to, he went gone, he had a good time. He was on, yeah, on he yeah. was out in the streets riding the bikes and stuff. So he got, got received well. I could see, I, I would like to see him go out and go on tour. I'd like to see more American acts go on yeah, tour um, um, the continent and that. So I'm not mad at it. Find that information. But it's just funny because it's me. It's like, on one hand, you should know this. But at the same time, is there anything such thing as like a, a bad question? If you genuinely don't know, yeah, yeah. But it's just like you're coming to us as the people. Yeah. Surely you should <laughs> have the, the resources thing. around yeah. you to find out. Yeah, yeah. Like so many contexts to find out. But yeah, I think it is because it's him, man. I feel like he's one of them rappers where like social media is just like taking away like the aura. The mystique's gone, bro. Yeah, the mystique is fully gone. So I think that's like why people. I remember the videos of when him like falling down the stairs, like all of these different. But videos, he posted like, that because he knew because if he got because that was that wasn't too long after the whole Drake stuff, mm-hmm. so. It's like, you know, let me get in front of the joke, early doors. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Then you're, I don't know, add the chips by the pool. Okay. I didn't think that was that bad, but yeah, that just become, it just became, it just became something funny. Yeah, nah, yeah. but like, why is your chips like in the water and you're taking a picture of it? I don't understand, I'm posting it. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got the bunny hops. I think he was with one of the uh, billionaires playing tennis, he lost a bet. They had him bunny hopping. There's just loads of like funny, meek moments where yeah, it's like I said, yeah. it's just, we know you as this um, street gangster rapper to a degree. But like everyone's human, isn't it? So, mm. but once the internet, you get sort of figures out that you could become the butt of the joke, it don't mm. stop, in it. Yeah, it's relentless, relentless so, like that. Yeah, because um, remember when Meek Ross and Meek dropped their project not too long ago? Yes. Um, back in November, um, they they um, dropped it independently. Mm. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I think that's what he's trying to tap into now like mm. you know because he's been pretty tr- like with all the bullshit that he tweets he's also been quite transparent with like some of the uh contractual mistakes um that he may have made um up until now he was like sharing that he's only made a certain amount of the going bad song with drake yeah yeah um and, made and like 60 plus mil for the for the label and stuff yeah so do you know what i'm saying like yeah, so yeah. i think like he's trying to go direct to consumer mm. in in a way but like his relationship with the consumer on social media is a little <laughs> bit tampered a bit so yeah, um yeah. i guess like in certain circumstances if you look at it that way like he means well but he just doesn't know how to convey himself yeah i'd say i get that and i think especially with like with him like trying to go to South Africa, Nigeria. I think kind of what we're talking about with the other regions outside the UK, I think sometimes, like, if you're not from them places, like, understanding the infrastructure there is difficult. And I think now if he's, like, independent and doesn't have, like, a label that can just plug him in there immediately, I think that's where I imagine independent artists run into difficult kicks. You should have just shot David, don't it? Just quickly. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, he's 100%. The, he's he's like, one of the artists <laughs> that a lot of um, American artists tap in when they land, whether it's for the cars, 
the just uh, the access to nightlife, nightlife. Sorry, um, just being just being looked after, like the yeah, rolling yeah. out the red carpet, like same mm. way like how a lot of acts when they come here they tap him with gigs because when he's over there he gets to over certain ways. Yeah, so yeah, the like, hospitality. You know, you know, we're we're colleagues essentially, innit? Yeah, <coughs> Look after yeah, me when yeah. I'm on your soil and vice versa. So, um, I am man. Shout out to him. I I I don't know. I feel like that project kind of came and went. I, I I still go back to it. There's a few joints okay. on there that go for me. Um, like I'm I'm probably not gonna listen to it from start to finish. But like when you know, sometimes you get an urge like to listen to a song. Like and when I go to the album, there's a few songs on there. Yeah, that I'm like, yeah, yeah this is yeah. this is hard. Yeah, he's got a couple. Star Island. What was the uh, the Kobe one? That was like it was a lead single. Shaq and Kobe. Shaq and Kobe, sorry. Mm. Yeah. There, was, there, was, there was a few little pieces on there and stuff. I wasn't, I wasn't mad at it, innit? So, um, but whilst we're, I don't know how long got left, but um, I don't know if you guys saw the internet's been a bit upset of Young Philly. Oh, okay. Over um, the whole um, Fortnite game. Yeah. So obviously Young Philly and Elves the Witch, they're streamers, YouTubers, etc. Um, and Fortnite have basically, like the army is basically done trying to do an ad through Fortnite, basically, right. It feels like a recruitment drive. Right. Fortnite, in, Fortnite, in my opinion, you can double check is uh, probably got quite a young audience. Yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent. And now the army definitely do ads because they do on TV. I remember yeah, growing up yeah. watching like Lads Army and that, where they take like normal people from society yeah, and like, yeah, that. Yeah. Maybe you're on the like the rough side of the tracks and go over there and hopefully get some discipline. So they've been doing advertising for a long time, but this one feels very. I think it's timing more than anything. It feels very weird with everything that's going on socially. Like the conflict in, I mean, conflict genocide in, yeah, in yeah. Palestine, um, Gaza, and that. So um, it's just how they're recruiting nowadays. Um, yeah, they've tapped yeah. into certain markets where they're like um, the television, like yeah, it, you know, people watch TV, but like not in the same frequency as mm. before. Like, how am I gonna tap into younger people? Yeah, new age media, isn't it? Yeah, you know, through games, it's nuts. Yeah, that is wild, considering, like, how long people spend on games. And I think also now where I feel like, as you say, like, socially it's a weird time. And I think also people, like, more aware of, like, Britain's role in, like, the world in general, I think. Whereas I feel like maybe 20 years ago, I feel like you'd have people, like, willingly join, people, like, would willingly join the army because they're, yeah. they're doing, like, a good thing. Whereas now I think it's, like, so transparent that to get people to join the army, I feel like it's must that no one. It wouldn't shock me if recruitment is yeah. at an all time low. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, shock. I ain't checked, but it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock. What did you? What did you guys think? So the reason why I feel like he was getting pushed back is the things you mentioned. Mm. Um, obviously, he's got the podcast him and chunks, and maybe just under a month ago, a few weeks back, they had um, where they spoke about Palestine, aware in the free Palestine. It's still free Palestine, by the way. Free Palestine hoodie. Yeah, sorry. Um, do you think it's a wrong move to to take that bag? One hundred percent. Do you want to, can you articulate like why? it's just you know like the the UK government are you know aiding they you know they didn't want to call for a ceasefire mm. and things like that like so it ties into that and you know you you just want to like you can't scream free um Palestine when like you know you're taking you're promoting on behalf of like you know people that are oppressing them mm. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. say that you it was for the bag, innit? Yeah. Do you know this as well? I would, I'm, I'm trying to give leeway. It wouldn't shock me at the same time if my man's not even aware of stuff like that. Mm. Now, I could be wrong, because you know sometimes with, like, celebs and stuff or people of interest, there is that whole... Um, 
there's an angle you can use to be like, I'm a, I'm a little bit, um, I don't want to be, but I'm maybe a little bit slow or right. I don't know nothing. Nah. So it's, it's always laughing jokes with me, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. I think like when you are of a certain stature and you put out a political statement, like which is seen as a political mm. statement, the, you, you being in support of something, yeah. especially like that where this is the first time we're witnessing like a mass genocide yeah, amongst yeah. social media, like direct to the source, you know, people that are on the ground are filming the gruesome, gory details. Yeah, like yeah. there's enough information out there just from that alone for you to come on and, and do that and then take this and promote that. Yeah whilst all this is happening like you know so for me like it, it that excuse is a cop-out is it is it a bit of an L for us though at times when we're looking to the wrong people to move a certain way because it's essentially what do you know my man for being funny being part of a duo presenting yeah, yeah, yeah. showcasing your personality and we like you because we want to see the man them do well and like mm. you've you've been supported on your come up in it but what about you screams I don't know if it. I'm, I hope I'm. I'm not like I I'm speaking you. like activist or yeah, politically yeah. leaning, you know. And the thing is, is that like you don't necessarily have to be the activist. It's just that you've come on and you know you've shown support of like. So which is it? Oh, is it's it, the is it you, it's, it's pick a side basically? Right, right. Like, okay. it's you, you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, and the public are going to hold you accountable for it mm. because you are everywhere like you're a public figure everyone yeah. you know watches your content in some way shape or form yeah, yeah. do you know what i'm saying like those numbers aren't fake like those the foot asylum audience like you know they did uh what award show did they do um i think it was was the, it the mobos i think it was the mobos they presented okay. together yeah, yeah like you know they're like they're doing like adverts for barclays like they're yeah, they're yeah. everywhere these guys so of course people are gonna gonna have something to say about it like you're mm. gonna get called out full stop yeah i think with these things are it's like where's the line where does it start where does it stop because <coughs> a lot of a lot of us you throw myself in there we you comment on certain things and how people are moving but in your day-to-day -day life what we're doing because like for some people if you ain't let's say boycotting a mcdonald's for example you're not standing on business it's like right, yeah, you know yeah. where's your phone from it's like it's it, you, you get into this kind of like finger pointing you know oh you're not doing enough you're critiquing me you're not doing this what are you doing mm. That's, that's where sometimes I don't like where the conversation goes. I get it, though, because if you're going to hold someone accountable, I think, I think some this, of it... Go on. I think this is just too direct. Yeah, like, it's of, too in our face, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, it's just too, like, it's just like, wait, hold on, what? Yeah, I hear that, because I guess it's like the... Almost like, it's almost like an endorsement in a way. If you're willingly attaching your yeah. your name and your brand to a certain yeah. institution, it's kind of like an endorsement. Some people just see money, bro. They don't even see it attached. Yeah, yeah, And that's, yeah. that's, that's maybe another conversation I have about like where you put your likeness to and stuff mm -hmm. and how cheap or expensive that is. Because like, you maybe the money might have been good, but on the back end, like, listen, this conversation we're having now mm. could be out of the new cycle in a couple of days, isn't it? And no one gives yeah, a toss. Yeah. Like a lot of things, isn't it? 100%. It's, you know. But it, is it, the juice it, worth the squeeze? Is how I look yeah, at certain. Yeah, yeah. It could friends. be seen as a direct endorsement to you know um, the army. Like yeah. <laughs> you're recruiting, like number one, you're recruiting. Some some could say like, yes, we are pro army. We're going to join the army. Mm -hmm. We've always wanted to join the army. But then there's also that young, vulnerable kid that doesn't know what they want to do. Like so, they just join the army, like under yeah, false yeah. pretenses, and then you know they're seeing some real shit that's going on that they're not ready for. And then, you know, they spit them back out into society and expect yeah, yeah, yeah. normality. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's old men for council, young men for war. Mm. And a lot of uh, young men 
further down like the the class ladder I've always been like I, even though like we're having this conversation now there are a lot of people like I said like made link other parts of the country and that but via that, Fortnite that, that bro have, targeting that, that have, kids that have a good relationship with the army you know like yeah, our lads yeah. you know if it wasn't for what they did in the second world war we might be on a different yeah, so yeah, we're having yeah. this conversation here we might have a perspective as people from the diaspora and that and colonisation and certain things but there are other people in the country that don't view it this way I hear you cause, uh, and who also maybe a larger part of his audience is it is it us now or them? Like we obviously probably help my man grow, mm-hmm. but at this point where you're now like quite mainstream, it's not just us that are watching him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So might, I'd want I'd want to see what it looks like on the other side of I things if he's getting pushed back like that. I do get that because I I grew up in Bromley, so right. that's like I know a lot of people from my school went to the army, like yeah, cadets, oh, no. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and a lot, a lot of the, I know a lot. There was a, like three or four people in my school who ended up dying in like Afghanistan and stuff like after that, but you do see like there is a whole, you see that element of society who are like, they're like very pro whatever. Like very proud. Doing. Yeah. So I feel like, and I, I know a lot of those kind of kids will be tuned into like Chunks, Philly and those kind of platforms. So I think there is that element of maybe we don't always see like the wider. They're not going to see anything wrong with it. it. They're not, because yeah, yeah, they're yeah. pro Britannia, they're pro yeah, yeah. army. They're not going to see the other side. Like they're even probably going to give him pushback for wearing a free Palestine top. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Do you know possibly, what I'm saying? Possibly, That's possibly. just the other side that I'm not on, so I can't even speak yeah, for them, man. Yeah, you yeah. lot can do your thing over yeah. there, innit? I don't I don't have too much smoke for the individuals. Anyone that's willing to put their life on the line for Queen mm-hmm. and Country and Countrymen, I don't know. It's more the institution and yeah, the powers. Yeah. The people that will never go to the front lines. Never I don't I don't necessarily have much smoke and issues because like some people it is like you, if you go and join the army, there are certain maybe perks you get in regards to education. <coughs> Some people, it's almost like, what else am I going to do? I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't really have too much smoke for those people, mm. you know. And I just hope that they able to cut through, not have too much mad injuries or lose their life, and able to join society. Yeah, you know, yeah. so because it's not going to stop, you know. So Philly's going to tell you that he don't even have time for his friends and family. Like, chill out. <laughs> 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 I want to see if they address it on the net because they've got um, they've got their own podcast now, him and Chunk. Because yeah, yeah, they've yeah. done they've done really well in terms of helping like build a platform like Foot and Style and Pro. Right? They've done a lot on other people's channels, and I've seen more of a concerted effort. Like I think I think since the turn of the year, maybe even back in the last year, it's a no brainer that they do the podcast show. together. They should do, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, I think I see Idris Elba on there yeah, lately. Yeah, um, he's doing there. a he's doing a um, what is it? The anti knife. Um, um, crime campaign yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah yeah I saw a little clip of that as well so obviously you guys are congested in the lane in our podcasters but it's <laughs> <laughs> I get it innit taking all the sponsorships yeah yeah, yeah. It's, taking all the money yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of is what it is man part for the course someone, people that big and that it's, it's like I said no brainer mm. go on your own independent thing because you know in the long run there's something that you have you own you kind of control because when it's all said and done there'll always be new talent innit mm. I think that's the thing there's and then I think like brands are always going to continue to move towards new talent so it's best you have something that you've built that people recognise you for and also just like get to understand you as a person as well Yeah. and I think it was seeing them do obviously the Foot Asylum stuff and all of that stuff was great but I think you definitely got to leverage it at some point to 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 speak directly for yourself yeah was there anything else out there this week? I know there's uh, been a lot going on because we, we had a little break across like Christmas and early part yeah, of the year. Yeah, yeah. So last week was our first week back. So I feel like, is there anything that's been left on the, oh, on the um, cutting room floor that we've, that we've not mm, touched on? And that? Mm, yeah, it was a chaotic start to the year. I yeah. can't lie. Um, I think there was a lot of things that was like, you know, obviously I think the timeline went insane over Jada Wader yeah, being yeah. down here. 
Um, we need Chrissy for that, man. That's for the girls. Yeah, like, and <laughs> I, I didn't get like the discourse. To be fair, um, but I, I just know that like people started to equate it to over here and the influencer culture. Do we have a version? Over here, and we're a lot we more conservative, like inherently haters. Like, there's, there's that as well, <laughs> full yeah, of hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's that as well. I just feel like America's much is, is bigger. We've always looked them for celeb culture and stuff, yeah, looked yeah. them for shows, music at certain points, fashion. So, why wouldn't it also happen when we start doing like the influencer thing? Mm. Um, she ain't just someone's um, baby mom, she was someone before that mm. business and stuff. Like, her, her stories, I think, from right, her pops went on overseas to go and like help her hair business yeah, and stuff yeah. so like she is a, a boss in her own rights and if you want if you want to give her that so mm. and if the girls want are excited and want to go and see her in the club bro that's that's to the women's bro like, <laughs> what's that clip of uh, 50 cents it's for the bitches it's <laughs> 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 for us bro let them cook let them enjoy let man. them cook like, and let them enjoy <laughs> i'll never truth. overly understand that but just let them do their thing man mm. i saw the tweet though where i think it was me me the music blogger was comparing it to Ronaldinho. Oh no, she was trolling though. The big Artenian, though. Did you not see my man on uh, Paris Fashion Week? Yeah, yeah man was yeah, strolling, yeah. strutting. Bro, the picture with the cigar in that. Nah, he was living life. Yeah, bro. I was. Like, He's got the Michael Jordan eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and Ronaldo's been enjoy- Ronaldinho's been enjoying, enjoying, bro. He's been enjoying He's life. Been en- He's been enjoying one man. long party. Yeah, yeah no, nah, yeah. you cannot compare Jay the Wader mm. to Ronaldinho because Ronaldinho was in. Oh yeah, he the, was in the engine. What that was? Yeah, that was yeah. on Oakham Road. That was like behind the lid on the Audi. There's like a little cage there. He was in the ends. And uh, yeah, and the guy was screaming. No, you got to let him off. I let, yeah, you yeah. Got him off. You got to let him yeah. off. If Dave can scream, yeah, forget an <laughs> Audemars, let the man scream when Ronaldinho touches the Man, do you buy me a Rolex tomorrow? I'll scream. <laughs> <laughs> I'll scream, bro. If you shout out to my birthday with the Roly, yeah, bro, I might faint. Friend for, friends for life. Yeah, yeah, we're locked in now. You can't yeah, go anywhere. Locked in. You can't yeah, go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't care how many times you fight. Red, heart, red love heart emojis now. Oh, yeah, all the time, all the time, bro. I'm making my next kin. <laughs> <laughs> you buy me a rollie, hey, oh, hey. Man. It's 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 different now, isn't it? But do you do you know what I think about sometimes? Like when you get to that level, yeah. Like, do you start like judging? Like you could have because I saw um, Conor McGregor gifting like his chef at um, one of his restaurants mm. um, a Rolex, yeah. <laughs> And everyone in the comments is like, yeah, but that's the cheapest model. <laughs> <laughs> but so do you judge like the the one that's got it? Yeah, like you'd, you you are not meant to, but you do. don't remember when um, Kendrick got his uh, sister a car, and I think it was like oh, yeah, it was like it was, it was like, like an like electric vehicle. It was like yeah. a Prius, <laughs> but apparently it's what she wanted, isn't it? Because yeah, you start looking at it, okay, you think oh he's a multi-millionaire, so it must be like a, a Maybach with yeah, the bulletproof like, doors, and <laughs> I don't even have that myself. What do you mean? Yeah. Right, and just because I've got it doesn't mean yeah, yeah. and also well, now when I'm gifting a chef this my Christmas list and my family's like so I can't go and get him like the top of the range yeah it's true and also <laughs> you are, you're, I'm walking around with my pieces as Conor McGregor with everything that comes with lifestyle security you're walking around you can't be walking around the same much I have it's true and you're just not <laughs> not being real but you're a chef if you're a chef to Conor McGregor I like to yeah, think you're doing yeah, well business wise yeah. isn't it but you don't have maybe the access to protection that I do I can't put that on your wrist yeah, mm. yeah I hear that but you know what? Like a lot of them man, like they walk around with these on their wrist on the day to day. Bro, no, they yeah. they walk around with a watch, but it's not the it's the it's the dummy watch. Yeah, I guess. I got brothers that when they like they they went to East Asia, they got the the dummy. Oh team, yeah, no, one hundred percent. Because London's peak, bro. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I think especially the past few years, especially post COVID as well. I feel like London. Yeah, now yeah now nowadays it's crazy. Did you guys not see the the clip like of um, the so in Soho apparently it's like it's big out there. Like people be lurking, they're following people. So yeah, there's an yeah. undercover operation. So a police officer pretended to be drunk, 
just stumbling around the streets knowing that you know the piranhas are circling yeah, and that yeah, the yeah, Jack yeah. Boys <laughs> yeah the Brixton Jack Boys <laughs> they travel from Brixton now to Soho <laughs> so yeah it happened they tried to rob him for the watch and then all these other people that you think are just like um, civilians mm. outside these pubs and that drinking in the street nah they were police officers they come over they taser they quickly nick everybody and they've, they've, yeah, they've locked up a, like a big a big um, watch stealing gang in it so Wow, yeah, that's mad. Because you hear stuff like people putting the trackers under the cars. Oh, yeah, air tags are real and now people ain't playing yeah, games. Yeah. I'll be getting photos like the Daytona and he's like, I wanted the day date. No, 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 no. Excuse <laughs> me, I'm very grateful. Wherever you get me, I'll accept it. But you get me now, I'm taking to the bank straight I away. I wanted to protect. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting it somewhere safe. Do you have that, like, obviously, that's like, the, that's like the other half on what they're dealing with. I'm not saying it's right or that. But do you personally yourself, have you felt like a shift when you're outside where you feel like, yourself like London is more dangerous where you've got your more your wits about you you're a bit more wary on your outside yeah I think you kind of have to be man like there's so many things that like obviously scaremongering can be a tactic mm -hmm. um because sometimes like you know I'll go for through long periods like where nothing happens do you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying like not to you, you know, say you got bad, a clean run not not <laughs> to say like you know or put any bad luck on me I'm just saying like on your day to day, sometimes you just don't see the madness around you. Yeah. Until you go to somewhere where you shouldn't be. And then, you know, you'll see a madness. But then when you go online, mm. you're seeing a madness literally every yeah. every time you scroll. Like, you know, there's these crime pages that there's clips of like youths with these zombie knives. Like they're literally having sword fights and you're like flipping out. But that's why I'm asking because is it more you're seeing it's just like it's things are getting reported more and more and you're seeing them online but like a lot of us day to day I'd like to think we're just cutting through. I'd like to think. Yeah, I, I mean so. but I think it all depends on the routes that you take yeah, as well yeah. like you know. Oh, you say no back roads. I'm, I'm just going to work bro. <laughs> that's all I'm doing. <laughs> going into work going home staying home even on nights out like you know you move different now as you know as you previously did. Like Maybe you used to hang around a lot more, like after, like more time. I'm gone before you know the night's done, so yeah, yeah, yeah. the chances of something popping off, I'm not around. Mm. I move you. I think uh, I don't know. I've noticed some difference though. Like since I think it was since COVID, I think I first started noticing it with like the homelessness in the central and stuff. Yep, I thought yep. like that just spiked. That definitely spiked, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's crazy. You're just seeing people, like, even, like, walk, if you walk along Oxford Street, you're just seeing, like, tents, like, along some of the side roads and stuff like that has been crazy. It's and It's been, like, I've never seen it like this. Mm. It's actually crazy, like, even when you go, like, on big major roads in the, in the, in the middle, there's tents. There's more, like, back in the day, you used to see people, like, offering to wash your um, yeah, screen yeah. and stuff, like, but, they went away for a while and now they are back in full force or they're not even <laughs> offering to, to, to wipe it. Yeah. They're just like, no, no, let's I need to, let's, bread. Let's cut to the chase. Let's bro. cut to the yeah. chase. Like, oh, I'm hungry, man. <laughs> I was on the tube yes, uh, last week and now you're seeing obviously- Ah, the tube. The tube. This guy, he was like, he was like going to people, asking for money, like going between the tube doors asking for money and then he got to like this lady gave him like a pound and he was like it's not enough like it's not enough and she said that he was like I need two pound more and then like I'll just take my like, pound back yeah and he was saying it to everyone like going and I was like I've never seen London like that before so I was like nah yeah he was, yeah, he was and like, then it's bad as well it's not enough <laughs> yeah yeah because he's not wrong. Mm. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. But we are all struggling. Sometimes I'm looking at yeah, them like, yeah. ah, 
if you if you know do you, do you swap? Gonna, <laughs> like bro that's where we're at like on the tube you're starting to see it a lot more than you've ever seen it yeah yeah like almost every other time i'm on the tube one of them is on the tube with you know the the script that they read like yeah, you know yeah. um don't knock such them, and man. such I'm not knocking it. You yeah. have to pull out heartstrings at this point. Mm. Like it, it's almost as if like they rehearse what they need to say. Like I'm, my name is this. I'm twenty something years old. Uh, I need such and such like to stay overnight at a hostel. Yeah, yeah. And you know, a bit of food. That's what you're seeing a lot more. Like, because I know that people like are just trying to go about their day. They're stressed enough as it is, and it's they still have that like stigma over homeless people that like you give them money they're going to squander it on like things that's bad for them mm. but i'm people, sleeping on the like, streets bro, i'm like, getting higher you look it's crazy it's easy it's <laughs> listen man it's easy what do you not think this is it's so easy to fall into like you know the the poverty line and being homeless like it's a serious thing hey, and there's a lot of people that can't cope one paycheck away boy because a lot of people don't have savings so yeah, you know bruh. you don't you don't want to be in that position in it god forbid in it so like i get it like yeah. i see both sides in it like Charity begins at home, innit? This pound can definitely help my family more than yours because they're my family, innit? But at the same time, we can't just ignore our fellow man, innit? So London's going to become like the kitchen. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not. You've, you watched it fully? I have, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it, I can't lie. Yeah. I, I thought, like, a lot of the criticism around it was just, like, I think a lot of people went in there with harsh eyes. Um, London I think, eyes, innit? I think yeah. it was pretty, like clear like once the film was over what it was about for me like and just like um you know when like you're about to select it on netflix and you know you get you the little it, synopsis yeah, yeah. like okay i i'm kind of like you know it's giving me like you know the the the, the first point or the head start of like what the basis of the movie is and the time period that it's set in yeah, yeah. and then you start it cuts into you know Kano's role who I've seen a lot of people saying you know this is just another Sully but just less violent but for me that's his that's a style that they know that they can it can work for this type of movie so I wasn't even mad at it like because if you're going to get anyone that can convey this this type of role and this this character and the environment that they're in, it's him. So, and despite the fact that we see a lot of similarities um, with Sully in, in Top Boy, then that we do, uh, what's his name in the kitchen? Izzy. Izzy, yeah. Um, he still pulls off a, a, an amazing job. No, like, he does he's, a good job. He's a, he's a good actor. Yeah. He's consistent at shouting at the Young Bucks. Hey, <laughs> man. That's what he's consistent at. So. <clears throat> he didn't really have to shout too tough, like, but we need to, I think there's like, why the context to his character that we don't know of, like why he was so against Benji, what the, yeah, yeah, what the youths were doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, um, well, how did how do you know Benji's mom? What's the real story? Yeah, like what's the real story in that? And I think that you know maybe they're leaving things open to in, interpretation. They're not necessarily speed spoon feeding you, sorry, with everything. And um, you know, it could leave room for a sequel. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah I wasn't mad at it, man. Like, um, I, I really um, enjoyed Ian Wright's um, role 
in this film. I think he done an amazing job. Um, and you know what? It, it kind of like, if you grew up like on a council estate, like you would kind of like get it a little bit better, I guess. Like maybe you'll see it from that type of lens, even though it's based in the future. Mm. Like, but it's still very current. It's still very current. It wasn't. It wasn't even as futuristic as I thought it was going to be from how they presented from the trailer and like. I want to be chatting to my mirror. I can't lie. You want to be talking to your mirror? Yeah, like just smart mirror. You're, you're, yeah, yeah, you're just reading like all the notifications. Like you know, <laughs> like it's part of your day. Do you know what I mean? Like so, I think, um, like how it is, and like very much based on you know youth culture as well. Yeah, yeah. Community, how they all looked out for each other because like you know where London is going or where was set to be going in the movie there was only like a few more places in london like the kitchen that they were trying to get rid of like i think kano um or izzy early in the movie he was like they're gonna come and they're coming basically saying like no that's that's our home so you see that contrast of like Mm. you know um no matter how bad the area is like we have a certain affinity for if you grew up in Ellsbury Estate or North Peckham Estate or you grew up in Brixton and Mightsfield if you grew up in Tottenham and Broadwater Farm like there's definitely bad things about the area Mm. but when like they want to make the area uh, uh, a bit paler and a bit more palatable (laughs) suddenly it's greener safer But you miss the kind of it's like I see people laughing and joking about like how much Peckham's changed and stuff. Yeah, you know, like how the high yeah, streets yeah, change. Yeah. You know, for some people, it's changed for the better. We want our areas to be safer, of course. But like just seeing like certain people jogging at four o'clock and that. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I saw when they were playing cricket. Did you see when people were playing cricket on Peckham High Street? I didn't see that. Like, no, it was like two a.m. or something. Like people were just there, just playing cricket together after like some kind of club had finished. Fair but, play. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, the Peckham I knew of like 10, 15 years ago, you weren't seeing cricket. <laughs> yeah, you seen a lot of stuff on the back yeah, road, but yeah. not cricket. Yeah, yeah. 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 But no, I, I'm with you, Vans. I enjoyed it. I do want, like, for I think the early point you made about people maybe not understanding what it's about. If you don't understand what it's about, for me, then you didn't watch it. Because I think a lot of us, mm-hmm. our problem is our attention span. Yeah. Sitting on our phones whilst you're watching stuff or trying to live tweet whilst you're watching stuff. Yeah. yeah. I can be guilty of it as well. So yeah, yeah 100%. I'm, I'm not outside of that. But th- if, you, if you watch the kitchen, you don't know what it's about, then you didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. Because it's very clear from the trailer, just reading, what it's clear what it is. My only gripe was I felt that it took long to like kind of start in terms of like, nothing's really happening. You know what this is about? We I even knew straight away earlier on, like, I'm like, okay, cool. Kano, that's your son, bro. Like, why are we drawing this thing out? That's your youth, bro. So acting out, that's your kid, And bro. you know what? Yeah, if I'm going to criticise like um, anyone's acting skills, <laughs> well, actually, I'm not even going to criticise the acting skills, but I just didn't like that scene where they were just staring at each other, like, say something, bro. Like, you've both just realised something major. Like, or you've gone on with your friends and done the things that he told you not to do. So he's left, because in the beginning, he was already like, you know what, when they come, I'm going, and I'm not taking anyone with me kind of thing. Yeah, he was on getting the one bit. Yeah, he was on getting that one bit. Kano's their man that they they, they shot the council. Let me get a bed seat. (laughs) I ain't got no use. I ain't got no dependents. (laughs) So he kicked and he came back and they're just staring at each other for like five minutes. Like that's a long time to be staring at each other Mm. for like, and then I'm just there in my bed, like just watching the movie, like, okay, like say something kind of thing. But um, other than that, like, 
I thought you know the the other additions to the to to the role um, to the movie. Who's the guy, guy from um, Top Boy? Oh, um, is it Hope? Hope. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I was nice to see him in like have a slightly different character and more yeah, lines and like stuff. A, yeah, and a, a more like it, it was an important role that he had because he had the relationship with the little man Robin Hood innit do you know what I mean yeah and and like you know the small other additions like Back Row G and you know Mm. Cristal and yeah um, Lord Kitchener um, Ian Wright yeah he smoked his role he smoked his role he's a a broadcaster that's just like light work for him and like he was just like essentially being like the Ian Wright that you see like in his Insta stories when he's driving to work and stuff like he's just mad flamboyant he's always like Singing drip is different, like yeah. the drip is different. Like, and um, I don't think he had wardrobe, I think that's just that was just Ian Wright. He it kind of reminded me of like of that Spike Lee movie where that guy was like, um, that radio host, he was kind of like you know, the voice of the community kind of thing, yeah. Um, and you know, he was very much for like they can't you know get rid of us kind of thing. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? That was like the recurring theme, like he was the guy, the pillar of the community, and then you know, things happen in the movie. But, um, yeah, it wasn't a bad watch for me, man. Like, I just think that people are just being overly harsh for no reason. Do you think, do you think it's too harsh? Uh, I mean... Obviously, this is Daniel Kaluuya, um, it's his debut as director. Like, what, what what are we expecting here? Like, is, is my thing. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'd I'd maybe want to explore that more with some people. I think it's just like the knee-jerk reaction. I think with some things, maybe when you watch it, it's because I've watched it I just don't Twice think it's as bad no, no, as it's people. You know, you're never as bad as you are. You're never as good as say you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Social media, we work in extremes, innit? Yeah. Like people came out and said it's the best thing since sliced bread. And I did yeah. see that. I'll be honest. I'll I thought be, it was a good effort. I'll be honest. I, I felt like I saw some people over-egging it because of their proximity to the film. Yeah. Okay. So read between yeah. the of lines. Of course, of course, of course. You've got you know, course. an invite. Of course. You know, you've done a, a write-up and something. It's just right. a, yeah, yeah, not yeah, a genuine. When I start doing the journalistic integrity and I start reading between the lines, bro, man's breaking our play here. <laughs> I said, Afcon, <laughs> slide tackle. <laughs> uh, you got paid. <laughs> That's why you gave him five stars. I feel like I felt like I saw some of that sentiment in it. Yeah. Because on the on the flip side, same way some people are saying, "Oh, it's rubbish." It's not. It's far from know. that. I think it was just maybe like one or two dry spots. <clears throat> um, I think a balance for that conversation is maybe could this be in a series? Now it's a very uh, easy response yeah, to, yeah. to always have. We don't know what the budget's saying. We don't know what Kaluuya's plans were. If he just wants it, is this? If he wants a sequel, you know. Mm what would they have done you know because he really just wants to make a film like, yeah he's so, a filmmaker yeah, like he's a do you know what i'm saying like you budget know. as well there's, there's loads of things that we won't know that as just a random audience watching and just enjoying yeah art in it so a lot of film actors like you know they well they get to that level and you know they a lot of them want to you know be behind a camera and and yeah, yeah. show also, things from their artistic bread is hey man remember you, you're the rapper then you suddenly want to become a yeah. label owner <laughs> i've seen this film before bro me too i watched the film breaking down the plays yeah, you know yeah, man, i hear it man i'm, mm. I'm a mad at all i do also it's using your network isn't it like we see the man them out we see the people around like bark gigs mm. see everyone like that whole little section of like the the actors the mm. musicians the people behind the scenes yeah go and get kano yeah. the soundtrack I, was really good as soundtrack well soundtrack was good what i do want though is for people that are maybe having critique or like he played the same role he's not necessarily the same role they're just like when you're everyone's got a certain style denzel yeah, some people's yeah. um critique like plays denzel in every film i don't agree with that but it's because maybe your mannerism how you carry yourself there is like this certain like darkness behind kano's eyes sometimes and i did joke that he was badding up my man again like he's <laughs> like he was badding up the young bucks in top boy I would like to see him outside of this. 
what the next role is because like I said we spoke about Hope from Top Boy yeah yeah he played a slightly different role in this if you've, if Dems, you've done Dems, Dems shouts Dems man he always puts in um, a good performance well, he was in Dreaming Whenever. Whilst Black like, yeah, yeah. Um, he's playing a pops in this he, he, he did his thing I'd want to see what will be next for Kano because yeah, I feel like yeah. he's got a high ceiling as an actor definitely I think he's got a really high ceiling so you know we've seen Deshane and we've seen um, Ashley Waters do the Deshane character we've seen him do Bullet Boy so even like the people that have done like there's like a certain level when you do like the road style character yeah, yeah, yeah. for all the critique about us having the same type of films I want to see those guys that are the premier actors Brunch, yeah. what they go and do next innit because I think that's really important because you want to see our best people do they want to also see like how far they can stretch their acting skills innit mm. so no, yeah I'm, I'm movie fans I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at it um, my only critique was maybe more just like just it dragging a little bit but mm. That might just be the style in it, so yeah. And I think with them, like I think with I think with Danny Kaluuya because he set such a high bar with like his acting run. I feel like naturally, so Oscar winner right there, bro. That's yeah, that yeah, speech. I am a revolutionary when he's playing Fred Hampton. Yeah, still yeah, gives me yeah. chills. That like, he, he smoked that. Mm. I think he set such a high bar with that, and it kind of makes people forget that like he's he's for a director like he's young to be directing like a yeah film yeah. His first one, like that's gonna take some time. Shout out to Kaluya, man. Like even the press run that I've been seeing, like he's mm. just like he just seems like a good brother, like just yeah, yeah, full yeah. of vibes. We may have to VAR nope. <laughs> yeah, that was the one. But it wasn't for his acting, like I think nope. It was more just like the It's about Jordan Peele's yeah, yeah. artistic, like, you know, directions and shit. Hey man, if you if you're giving us get out, you're allowed a few duds, man. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is what it is. Get out was was a cultural <laughs> reset, I can't lie. So and yeah, so now I'm I'm happy with it. But um unless there's anything else on the on the on the table, we always like to leave people some new music. I don't know if you've got any music you're mm. it doesn't have to even be new. Yeah. Any music you're listening to the minute that you're feeling you want to recommend for our listenership before we close out the pod. Okay, I've been listening to who have I been, I've been listening to the Lil Kana album, um, Hugo, which I think is probably I think I rate that album highly. Probably like one of the best albums to come out of the UK. I'd say in like the last five years. Like, yeah, I recommend that. Um, Lil Kana was on. Um, I was on the tube with him the other day, and I was like, <laughs> you know what? Like that verse on Unknown T's album. Yeah, 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 yeah. I listened again today. Yeah, he smoked him. Yeah, he, he smoked on yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know, not yeah. like or like a disrespectful way, but he, he said him. sixteen ain't enough. Like I've got to give you more bars. Yeah, like he was like, you know, and I didn't really know about Donny like that. Yeah, like I, did, yeah. I wasn't listening to him. I'm like Vans, I'm late to the party with him, so I'm gonna go. Is that his most recent body yeah, work? That's, his most, that's the one I'd recommend. Hugo, yeah. Like, even in that verse on that unknown T one, he's come a bit more like aggressive now. Which yeah, I like. Whereas some of the previous albums were a bit more melodic, a bit softer. Whereas like Hugo has that similar kind of energy, even if he's talking about like more internal things that yeah. he's going through, but. The rap is like of a very high quality, but um, also like you can tell he's an intelligent guy with the way he expresses himself. So I'd recommend Hugo for sure. He's trying to make that statement, man. I want to check it out. Yeah. Um. Uh. For me, Destin Conrad, man. Destin Conrad. Yeah. He dropped um, Submissive Two. I think I spoke about it last week briefly. Yeah, you, did, you touched on it lately. Yeah. Um. And I think that this is another one of his projects that, like, just goes. I think that, like, at the moment, he's, like, one of the best R&B talents out right now. Obviously, like, we've been playing him or speaking about him for a number of years since, like, Colorway days, which was just before the pandemic, I believe, or something like that. I believe so, yeah. Um, so, like, I think this is, like, and he really taps into his fan base in the UK. Mm. Um he's always like in Europe and in the UK and um 
I was listening to uh, "It's Only You" on the on the tape. I think it's like the third song, and how he says certain words. I was like, "This is very like London." Uh, okay. I mean, was, it, was, it, was it giving mans? <laughs> like, like he was working with some people from from here. Like, and um, he's been working with um, Sasha Keeble, who wrote. Okay, he, um, she helped write. On that song and K1, K1 and Sasha Kibo have been um, working together, writing together. Mm. K1's a producer slash artist. We've played, I've played a, a few of her songs. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. She's very cold. Um, so, like, yeah, like the music that they put together on this tape, super cold, man. So, like, I highly recommend. Um, What's the tape called again? Submissive 2. Submissive so, two. it's like okay. um, part one came out uh, a couple months ago. So this is the second version. Like he's really in his like, you know, he's embracing his sexuality. Let's just say. Oh, it. that's the one with the brazy cover. Yeah. So it's, it's it's not hidden. We know who you so, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like that, that, that one. Um, uh, that was submissive one. Yeah. This is submissive two. That's that's the he's in a headlock. And that one's not as bad. The other one, the one he wasn't playing any games. He let he let them know. Listen, in the content, like you can hear that. You know. Listen, but it still um, slaps. Listen. <laughs> Music is music. I love that. I hear that. Um, Unknown T. Um, for me, it's such an impressive debut, man. Like, I think that it had everything, like, that the culture kind of, in well, in the UK at least, like, it, it had, like, a lot of elements embedded into this project. And, like, he's just one of our unique ones, like, where I feel like, in this album, he's kind of defined himself as an artist and not just a rapper. Yeah, just yeah. with how like it's been constructed, the production is great. Uh, the features came through. There's one um, at like the latter stages of the album um, with Scribs Riley. Yeah, it samples um, Hard Life, Lightning, and Tension back in the day on Channel U. Like it was yeah, a banger. Yeah. And Tension is Talay Riley, who is Scrib Scribs Riley's older brother uh, so like yeah. you know full circle, moment, full circle yeah. moment like but them two like as like um young artists from from east london like i think it was dope and it kind of like capped the album really well it ended the album really well um tiana major nine is on there as well um Nux. and with such a good project like it was just a disappointment like when i saw um, where it charted yeah yeah you know it, it it landed at 61 and i was just like good music isn't appreciated enough mm. yeah, yeah i think there are other things that possibly affect that as well 100%. maybe maybe the week are dropping also there's people just I, I feel like we need to also acknowledge how much street politics now plays a little bit of an issue with regards to our music as well so mm. where people can be placed what kind of features you get because of where you stand. You stand where you stand, innit? Mm. And the people you might not get along with also do music and they might also have allegiances and then the people they work with who are bigger, like it It does, it may not necessarily apply all the way to, uh, to Unknown T, but just from me doing my science over here, I feel like sometimes those things also play a little bit because you get like the opportunity to maybe have bigger features which kind of amplify your album. Right. Now, he may not have wanted that. I could be speaking out of turn here, but I know some of the things that I've done to kind of make projects work yeah, I mean, but my thing, point so. is, is that, like, you know, ignoring all of the other stuff that, yeah. like, you know, 
is hyper focused like where actual the content is ignored like it kind of speaks volumes about where we are because credit to dbe they went number one with flying colors for their album but credit to them they've actually put in the work like if you just look at how much stuff that they've released in the past six, seven years. Mm. About nine projects. I think that's you true. you, you yeah. cannot deny that they've actually fed, which like, I guess this could have hurt Unknown T because like prior to this, there's no projects really, do you know what I'm saying? To work from, it's just like singles. You said he charted where? Yeah. 61. And they charted 61. one? Yeah, they charted that and number not, one. Not this... I can't, even, I can't even say you're standing on his toes because the gap between you two is massive. It is massive. It is there's, massive. There's a lot of people in between I just you. thought it was a little bit of a piss take it being that low and the project being that good yeah. and the singles that he dropped for it. Is he signed to a major label? Um, I don't know. I think so. I think he is. Well, you got, like, the, there was that class of the drug, like um, obviously Lowski went jail and uh, like a lot of those guys that came out of their deals were just on the back end of them. You go and check the numbers. They're not sold. They're not sold yeah, well. So yeah. I think it's not just an unknown T thing. There's like, there's a lot going on with people's numbers and there's also been rule change in regards to what things count. Yeah. So even DBE, yeah, they got like around that yeah, he's by... Yeah, he's on a major so They got around that by... Apparently it's like 40... It was 40% of the numbers were packaged into their ticket sales. Oh, yeah. And, so, I mean, and they've, they've, got, they've, they've got an active audience who... They've built their fan six or seven yeah, yeah. O2s deep. So now if the rules are different, they may not have charted as high. Now you don't... It's just good music is good music, but if we're trying to give DBR clear, context they are, they are and an clear. explanation yeah, to maybe yeah, why clear. some people end up where they end up, that's you working the rules to your favour. But like this is, um, at the same time, we have to take into account that we are comparing like the, I don't know, how many other uh, project it is. Yeah. To a debut, but we should never have been the Do first. I don't, I don't, I didn't like that even I'm not, a conversation. I'm not, I'm not making a You're comparison. Not you, not it's not just you. like you know, the obviously fact that came out. They're they're already like mm. they've it's done, two different sounds they've yeah, done yeah. what like obviously a lot of the half or even more than half of the rappers in the Let UK are aspiring from, from to get to now, yeah. exactly. do you know what I'm yeah, saying like definitely like as you say like they're however many albums deep and I think yeah. that's where I think hopefully like Unknown T is not I'm sure it may be disappointed because I'm sure he's an ambitious person and had targets, but thinking like this is your debut album, like this is this is the beginning, it's not the end of yeah, the race. Yeah. And, and he should like, be proud of that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And he created something amazing. I think if he continues consistently to make like good music, like, yeah. I feel like you'll see the like fans will follow. I think a good example of that, I think, is Little Sims where her when you check her projects, like they never chart like super yeah, yeah. high. But yeah, yeah. she I went to her like Alexandra Palace show. She did that twice. She's been touring all over. And people world. are coming out to yeah. see you. You can't really yeah, streaming's yeah. different. There's a lot going on with manipulation numbers. She's you can't put in the work. She's put in the work. Read. She's yeah. built the fan base. Like people um you know really need to put like base a lot of credit mm. in the fact that like, you know, these artists are really building their fan base and it's getting bigger and bigger multiple projects multiple features that they jump on like just being around and and um knowing when to strike like you know where you have moments and then obviously singles and visuals like they all play a part like i think unknown t will be okay but it was just like for me personally because you like the enjoyed you would like to have seen chart higher and yeah i was just like yeah he did it right from the intro you know, even when you got to the middle, there was an interlude mm. and like the beats, like it was just, it was just like... That beat for Bon Appetit, I said it last week, I think yeah. that's one of the coldest songs yeah. on the album. You can, you can, um, 
see that like he took time with it. Yeah, it took yeah. about a year, I think, to make. So, you know, like I appreciate the aspect of artists when they really put like a lot into a project and you mm. can hear it. Outside of putting a lot in regards to making it, so I've had my angle and maybe like street politics playing a part. I could be wrong on that. I'll just put mm. that there. Um, putting a lot of effort. You enjoy, really enjoy the music. We like seeing it chart higher. Outside of that, like when it comes to that promotion, do you think there are any missteps there? Because I saw that become a little bit of a conversation where it's like, you know, everyone's going to look at themselves first. Yeah, it comes down off the cuff. Take us out of it for a second. Was there enough of that? Are we doing enough of working the circuit, trying to like, like squeeze every ounce out of it where like everybody knows this project is good and it's out and showcasing maybe more of your personality, your story. Yeah. Was um, that was that done enough? Yeah, it's true. And I suppose like you've got a team for um, all of that kind of mm. stuff, like, you know, that they might be responsible for. Um, I don't know, but you can't just be going to rap shows. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we've seen you um, outside of rap, we've seen you like in a comedy setup when you were uh, a cast member of, of Does The Shoe Fit? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so we, we've seen that you can do other things, maybe try and capitalize off that. Um, you know, like fashion, I, I just, yeah, fashion, yeah. like, you know, you've seen him do several runways, but I'm not sure how they tied it to the rollout of the actual album. That's what I'm talking about. Maybe, like, you know, it's like it's just obviously an easy thing to do, but I still think that there is a part to be played with regards to our media as well. Just cover all the bases, man. I just feel yeah, like, yeah. you know, so... Yeah. I don't know what, obviously, what their goals were, but I just feel like that still needs to be done. Um, mm. And also, the album's only been out five minutes. Like, who knows where it's going to where it's gonna be in three, four weeks. Like, it's true. Because there's no reason, there's no reason why I can't keep climbing or it's stay true. there for ages. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and then you go out and tour this project, you know. So... Um, it's I good think, UK music right there. No, no, yeah, I enjoyed yeah, it, innit? So, but Hugo from Loyal Kana. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, you said Submissive 2 um, from Destin Conrad. I'm still... <laughs> Listening, to, I actually went back to the DB. It's cool. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I get it. It makes sense. Still listening to Unknown T, um, and outside that, just like old school stuff. I've been like in my old school uh, UK yeah, yeah. rap grime bag, just like stuff that's like floating all over the web. That's not on streaming platforms. Yeah. Yeah, I've been yeah, I've been yeah. doing a lot of that, like sets and stuff. So um, that's um, where I'm at. Skepta with dropped. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did listen with, to that. Um, it's called Jangrova. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this name. Yeah, I never know how to Who was it? Uh, Udumudu Black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you already, man. Udumudu Black. <laughs> yeah, and Idris Elba. He's yeah. got a verse on there. It's <laughs> cool, I guess. Um, you, got, you know he's got a lot of Idris? Idris from a different era. That's how he used to speak. Like, he's, people forget he was a DJ. And he wanted oh, to, yeah, yeah, yeah Idris yeah, from a different... Yeah. That's why, oh, it's, it's different. <laughs> they're giving him, they're giving, like, Idris, like... His moment in it to like yeah, lay a six. You know your uncle's in the studio. I got yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, blast awesome. dropped a oh, okay. uh, single. Heart ain't empty. There's a vibe still. Yeah, um, I like blast man. He's cold mm. and um, I think that's it really. Like, yeah, me and uh, Fivio Foreign dropped oh, as well. Yeah, uh, that was yeah, cold. Yeah. yeah, that was cold. I wasn't mad at that. Yeah, I wasn't mad. I like that. that. So. Yeah, that was cold still. And Gunner, Gunner dropped a, a, a tune as well. And there's a video like honoring like the goats of like video vixens. Okay. <laughs> we'll check that out. Check the video out. Um, I'm happy to end it there. Yeah. Um, thanks again for coming down, Neef. It's been, a, been an absolute me. pleasure. Let the people know where they can find you, how to purchase the book. Yeah. Just give the shouts out you need to give out and then we'll, uh, we'll get out of here. Got you. Well, yeah, no, thank you for having me. I appreciate that. And yeah, the book where we come from, Rap Home and Hope in Modern Britain, out now, Waterstones, Foils, Amazon. 
whichever is easy. Favor and favor. Favor and fa- favor and favor, of there course. Um, and then if you just find me on Twitter and Instagram at um, A N I E F I O K and A F I O K E K P, I'll be there and you can find the book through those links too. It's been a pleasure, man. I'm, listen, it, man. When, it's, when it's time for book number two, come and see us again, man. Yeah, man. We're, we're stopping here now. But I'm sure the, the family believe in the, in the, in the hustle now, innit? Yeah, yeah, finally. Yeah. Like, when my mum saw it, she's like, oh, okay, like, she finally cut it. my son. Like, yeah, yeah. She's been in the WhatsApp, all her WhatsApp groups. I love that. So, yeah, yeah. Love it. I've got a copy. Foz has a copy. Yeah. Chrissy has a copy. You should all get a copy as well, man. It's a really good book. Well written. And, you know, it's an extensive timeline of, you know, what we love. It's been a pleasure, man. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.